Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. He didn't. Should we have a little listen? Here we go. Here we go. Oh, hang on a second. Why, uh... Oh, man. Hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me, guys. Al Pacino didn't know he was on the wine show. Can you hear that? Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! So this is Al Pacino and some other dude. You know, it's the second and third episode, and you start tripping on your schedule, and you're shooting the fourth and the fifth at the same time, and prep is is, uh, is non-existent. There's no time. Mm. So we try to find moments on the weekends in between takes uh, setups and things like that to talk about uh, next week's script and the week after that and to rewrite it and rehearse mm. it and talk about it and sleep mm. with it, dream mm. about it and mm. see you what happens. You always dream about always. the things you're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. You Did you dream about the one show last night? <laughs> <laughs> this is the one show. Oh, this is the one show. <laughs> so no. He didn't know he was on The One Show is the answer to your question, Catherine. Probably for the best. He did not know. He was on The One Show. What is the, what has happened? We have, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It really looks like Brexit is paying off. You wouldn't have got him on The One Show pre-Brexit, post-Brexit. Pacino goes on there. What a world. Why are you taking your headphones off? You know Alan Caddick is going to tell us about Kirk Douglas. I don't need him on. You know he's going to tell us that Kirk Douglas is dead. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. No. Well, a true legend. But, <laughs> but no, that's he's not. not. On my mind. He's... I got news on me mum. Oh, go on. What's happened? She's got trapped wind now. Apparently, she had the CPAP mask on to have the oxygen. I was going into her stomach and she was burping. Okay. Okay, so all they need to do, saying, you're saying that all the doctor needs to do is wind your mother and she can come home? Well, that, well that's one of the things. When he needs to get the stats levels to an acceptable level. Yeah, okay, well, let's, let's start on the winding first. I have to say, when I had babies, I was the best winder 
in the, when I'm window cleaning. The best window in the business. I could always get one extra little burpy burp out of them. I was the greatest. My daughters used to hold on to theirs. I used to have to lay them on my leg face down yep. or hold them face down across the crook of my arm. No. They would not no. submit you to the usual methods. Them, uh, you start off over the shoulder, but higher up over the shoulder than you think. Then, when they, you think they're done, then you put them over your knee and you rock them back and forth and you get a big... Bleh. Then you hand them back to the parent who's kind of saying, why have you just taken my baby? That's weird. So that's what you need to do to your mum then. So let me put your mum over my knee, Alan. Well, if you could get to the hospital to do that, that would be a miracle. I'm afraid I, I'm afraid I, I can't do that. The, the, my, my patients, um, one of the systems that I use is if my patients really want to get well, really want to be cured, they have to make the effort to come to me, Alan, because if I'm going to them, that to me says they don't really want to get well. Transport. Well, I don't care how she gets there, mate. If she no, re- I'll pay for it. Well, I'll pay for you to get there. I'm not going there. But even if it's a special case... No, 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 because part of my philosophy of my medicine, and you've asked me, so I don't... Part of my religion is I'm not allowed to talk about it unless asked. You've asked me. Part of my philosophy around is based around Indian and Sanskrit scriptures, um, uh, is that if the patient really wants to get well, they have to make the effort to come to me. If they don't make the effort, then they're not showing that they want to get well, Alan. It's all part of the, them coming to me is all part of the healing process. And how much is the charge if I pay for it? If you pay for what? For my mum to come to you. £5,000. Five grand? Yep. That would be about five proton packs. Okay, no, I no idea what that means. I don't think that guy is serious about healing his mother. I don't think that guy is serious about it. You know it, you know it, Catherine. It's, and it actually makes sense if you think about it. Uh, late night alternative. Um, I'm Ian Lee. Catherine. Boyle. Don't really need to make any effort, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> Dor- Dorothy Williams. Oh God. <laughs> I blocked. I used to like the show, and then I blocked her. Tweets in every night. And what Dorothy doesn't know is that if I just click that and then click that and then click that, I don't see your tweets. <laughs> so you carry on tweeting. There's so many of these um, these idiots on uh, on Twitter who think I'm gonna gonna Ooh. wind you up by sending your tweet. When you say send it to, if, if I've blocked you personally and you send it to the talk radio, I just click a couple of buttons and it doesn't come on this screen for 24 hours. For 24 hours. So Dorothy. You carry on. Who's that other, um, the woman? You carry on. There's another one, um, whose avatar was, um, the, 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 the uh, Harley Quinn. You carry on. And all I do, every time, I, if I see it, don't see them all, just click on it, block it for 24 hours so I don't see it. I mean, guys, old me, two or three years ago, old me was very upset by stuff on Twitter. I don't care. I don't care. My listening figures are, our listening figures, excuse me, are through the roof, the highest they've ever been. My contract's about to be extended for another 12 months. Do you think I really care what some guy sat at home pretending playing to be his, an old lady? Pretending with his little, little tinky, pretending to be an old lady. So do you really think I care? Yes. You've got 90 seconds of me on the radio, but that's it. Not a moment more, dear listener. So we don't really need to make any effort now. Listen figures are up. Contract's going to be renewed. These are, gro- these are great days. So I just think we take our feet off the gas a little bit and relax. Oh, it's boiling in here. 
that's what I think. I Kevin. really like it. Hmm? I what? really like it being boiling in so here. So tired, man. Jesus. All oh. right. Okay. Well, let's 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 cool things down just so we can revitalise you. Well, yeah, exactly. Or you can do the show with you can have the studio warm and you do the show. Choices. I'm taking some days off just to give you a break, kid. Just to give you a break. Oh, a break, is it? <laughs> yeah. You're breaking your show this a couple of days off in a couple of weeks. Uh, just to give you Doing a break. more work. You, it is more work when you're on your own. You get paid more money and the attention is on where's Ian? <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's for the first five minutes and then everyone forgets who's Ian. What are we going to do tonight? What are we going to... It's Thursday tomorrow. We've got Saffron coming in, which always feels a little bit dangerous. I like it because it's, it's, it's uh, it, saffron is wonderful, um, and but unpredictable, and I like that. It's a little bit dangerous. You just don't know what's going to happen. So well, she, she's coming in tomorrow. I just kind of feel, well, what do we do tonight? What do we do to make tonight's show just that little bit special? It's it's February the sixth. It's a real nothing time of year. It's nothing. February is nothing. It's, it's, you know, it's everything is so blur. So what can we do tonight? Maybe we should have had this conversation before we came into the studio. We've been sat out there for the last two hours. Yeah, talking about the new monkeys. Talking about a lot of the new monkeys. We watched the thing called Joe Perra Talks, which is weird, but I enjoyed it, but weird. Then you were watching a fashion thing and yeah. I was um, going, I think I'm going to take some days off just for the sheer halibut. Um, so we could, have, we could have had this conversation before. I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. And we'll, we'll, we'll do it now, because this is normally what we do at the end of the show. Mm. Let's do a Periscope love bomb at the start of the show. Okay. Can we do that? I mean, we can. This, let's do that, because there'll be, there'll be people listening who don't make it to the end of the show, because it's so goddamn tedious and self-indulgent. But what we do from time to time, dear listener, there's an app called Periscope. Which you know about, but I'm going to talk to you like you're, you're my mum or something. And uh, what it is, is people all around the world using their telephones will stream just them doing whatever it is that they're doing. You know, chatting or I don't know, I've got no idea. But um, what's nice is I like to go and find someone who hasn't got many, if any, viewers. Then I tell you dear listener, who I've found, and we all pile into their stream and just say nice Supportive, thing. encouraging things. I was this, there's a podcast I listen to, which is... They've changed the premise ever so slightly, but they deny that they've changed the premise. Um, how did that get played, right? And it was about bad video games. They've changed the premise to bad and weird video games. So they've done some good video games, but they've made a point of saying, uh, it was always weird video games. And I'm thinking, no, no, like the first three months, it was always bad video games. But now you've snuck, so it's a bit weird. And this latest issue, there's a weird tension between the two hosts. But during... But I still enjoy it, I still enjoy it, even though I'm, I'm trying to get them to notice me and ask me to be on it, and they won't. They will not notice me. They will not notice me and, and ask me to be on it, which I think is their mistake. So if everybody could tweet them and say, get Ian on it, and then I'll listen to it, um, but I won't listen to it until then. But there was an advert on there for a podcast I'd forgotten about. Um, I was going to play it, but it's actually it's quite, it'd be tricky to find. Beautiful Anonymous. Oh, yeah. Right, which I'd forgotten about. Chris Gethard, Beautiful Anonymous. It's 200th episode. 
And what that show is, I was really into it for a while, then I kind of went off it, but I might, I might start getting back into it because I'm looking for some new voices to travel around the country with me in my car. Uh, and what it is, is he, um, like, they post a number and people phone up and then so, someone will get picked. Not quite at random, but someone will get picked. And he talks to them for an hour. And at the end of the hour, the phone line goes dead. He's not allowed to put the phone down, is he? He's not allowed to put the phone down. They can, but they're encouraged to stay for the hour. They can give their name if they want. And it's it's really interesting. And we ripped it off a couple of times and had um, a couple of bank holidays and, 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 and acknowledged that we'd ripped it off and it was it was good. But what Chris Gethard said in the trailer really stuck with me because it was kind of what we were saying, I think, yesterday or maybe the day before. He said, it's been an honour to do this show for 200 episodes. It's really um, reaffirmed my faith in human nature. It's taught me about humour. It's taught me about love. And it's taught me about empathy. And that's kind of what we were saying in a slightly roundabout way about this show the other day, yesterday or the day before. I can't quite remember that there is more to phone-in radio than Donald Trump, Muslims, and Brexit. And isn't it interesting how since Brexit, a lot of the it, it, a lot of it has gone back to Muslims again. We've had obviously had a terrorist attack, and uh, 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 but, but but how quickly a lot of the phone-ins have gone back to Muslims and jihadis and and, and that kind of thing. Tell you what, we've forgotten about mm. Meghan and Harry. Who? Um. So. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. F what, what I what I think is, we are. This show is a stage of evolution. This is the longest job I've ever had in my life. Right, longest radio show before this was three years, eight months. We about six weeks off, four years. Longest job I've ever had. So this is uncharted territory for me. Certainly, as you, dear listener, as a, as a fan of mine. Thank you, fans. So we're at a stage of evolution now where I think we're about to take it to the next level. And that's ne that next level is love. The next level is love. That's it. That's it. It's the most important thing is love. And we're going to make love no. in a radio show. Okay. That was a clumsy wording. I didn't mean the old um, no. halfpenny shove. I meant that we are going to create a format that is covered in love. It's oozing Ooh. love. No, not no, like not that. oozing. Not like that. It's. Um, I'm struggling to find the language because it's so new. You help me out, please, Catherine. It's um, nice. Okay. So, we'll do a love Periscope Love Bomb in a minute. Right, which we don't normally do at the start of the show, and I just want to see if maybe we get more people. So get your tablets, get your laptops, get your um, pocket telephones out. I will give you an internet address that will start with www. No, it might start ht. <laughs> I love it when people say www. It's like, why have you missed a W out? All the W's. Periscope.tv slash. Then I'm going to give you something to put in after the slash. So have that, okay? We're going to do that. We've got Dean and we've got Brian coming on the line, so we can talk to those guys first. But we're going to do that. We're going to start the show by sending out some love to somebody who's out there who wants to communicate with the world, but is doing it to an audience of zero, one, two, three, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to do. 
doesn't always work. Which, again, is another exciting way to start a radio show. Normally, you start a radio show, you go in with your biggest hitter. You go in with the thing that you know is going you know to get people on side, and then you kind of work down from there. No, let's do something that may not pay off, that could actually be a little bit of a car crash. Let's show some vulnerability. I think that's important as we work towards love. 0344-499-1000. Going to give you a website address in a minute and we're going to go and um, pour love all over some unsuspecting soul. Can you make it sound a bit less creepy? Yeah, that was bad, wasn't yeah. it? And I'm, I, as, as, as it was coming out, I thought, hmm. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We got some calls. Let's take these calls. Then we're going to do a Periscope love bomb, and we're going to um, we're going to send love to people. Good evening, Dean. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cats. Hiya, Dean. Um, I've got that track I was going to play to you yesterday. Oh, this is your grandkids. What? That, remind me what they're doing. Um, they uh, they're living with they're with their father at the moment. They're yes. coming to me next weekend. Beautiful. And uh, well, they come to me every third weekend. Yes. And they go to uh, the grandparents. And what is it you what is it you've recorded them doing? Uh, they sent me a song that they've been... Their mum loves The Greatest Showman. Okay. Um, you know, the film. And uh, they, they've been learning the song from that, and they sent it me on, on um, iPad. Um, so, yeah, iPad. Let's have it. Okay, here we go. Let, hopefully the sound's all right. Time for the whole thing, Dean, but they sound very, very passionate. Yeah, they are. Um, it's brilliant. Uh, brought a tear to my eye, I say. I bet it did. I bet yeah. it did. Yeah, um, but aren't kids magic? Did you, did you hear it all right? We well, heard it absolutely perfectly, as Pop Larkin okay. would have said yes. it was Darling Buds of May. I just thought I'd want to share that with you. Dean? Because, uh, You've been very kind to me. Hey, so. listen, no, thank you. It's, it's, it's beautiful to hear, and I, 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 those kids are in my and thoughts a, quite a lot. First bit of love, Ian. There you go. First bit of love as we this whole this whole show. We're taking it to the next level, Dean. We're going to evolve into pure love, and that is a beautiful way to start, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> thank you very much, Dean. There you go. Kids are the kids is the best. Let's go to Brian. Good evening, Brian. Hi, Ian. Um, fantastic show. Bumlick. as usual. 
I can hear myself echoing the back on there, but never mind. There you go, that's life. What you got for us? Uh, yeah, it's my birthday today, and I'm, I've just turned 40, and I feel dead old. Jesus, you sound about 63. Oh, Jesus. 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got, like, a lung condition or something? No, I don't. Have you worked with asbestos? No. Do you smoke all. heavily? No, I don't smoke at all. My God, you sound old. Catherine, doesn't he sound old? I mean, um, I wouldn't say old. I'd say... Uh, 60s. Oh, thanks, Catherine. Distinguished. Distinguished. Old people don't sound distinguished. They sound breathless and, and huffy like this guy. Um, right. I, I'll tell you what I've read about you, right? Yes, Brian. I am a bit worried. Uh-oh. <sighs> this may sound ridiculous. I mean, Catherine may help me out here, right? I've got a ten-year-old, right? <clears throat> I've got a ten-year-old son. Yes. And he's got no interest in girls whatsoever. Right. Do I need to be worried or is that normal? God, he's <laughs> ten. Right. No, leave him be. He's ten. Yeah, I, he, he had a fight with some girls the other day at school. I'll not mention his name, but I am a bit worried about it. I thought, well... What are you worried well, about? Catherine, I, I've, well, I've, I've got two daughters I've spoken to before, because I've obviously, uh, you know, I've spoken to you before, and one of my daughters said, you know, that, you know, he, he shouldn't be... Sorry, I've had a few drinks, so I, I'm not swear. Are you worried that he might be gay? Yeah, to be there honest, yeah. There we have I got have I got anything to worry about or what? Uh, well, I mean, unless you. Well, what's the downside? Right, right. First of all, ten, ten. He's not. He won't be interested in anything really. Um, yeah. My, my boys. Mean, that was, that was, oh, 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 you can just talk to us. You can just talk at us. I mean, we could have a conversation or. Right. Yeah. Ten is ten is no age, right? For any b- b- boy, I, mean, I suppose there might be some that might be interested in in sex, in full sex. You know what I mean? My my ten yeah. year old isn't. But also, what if? So what if he's gay? So what? What's the problem there? No, no, I've got a problem with that really, but I'm, I, I just I don't know. I, just... I think you have. I wouldn't be worried about him being gay. I'd be worried about your reaction. All right. Um, I mean, the girls talked about school that like, year. Just. Tears of, you know, at Christmas time we got quite a few um, Christmas cards and that, you put them all in the bin and I'm thinking, why Why would you do that for? Well, here's a thing, did you ask him? Yeah, I said, why do you put your cards in the bin? You know, some of the girls in the class have taken the trouble to write a Christmas card out for you and have sent you a Christmas card and everything, you know what I mean? And uh, you've put them all in the bin. I would ask him oh, without, I would ask him without a, 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 a question that is weighs heavily on the judgement. I would have just said, what, you do, what any, any reason, you know, talk about anything, any reason you did that? Yeah. Saying, because a lot of girls spent a lot of time rating that. That puts a lot of pressure on him. Who knows? To, yeah. uh, to, when I was 10, I was very embarrassed around girls. Um, but I, 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 I mean, I'll be honest yeah. with you, I'd, I had my first girlfriend, I think, when I was 12 years old. Okay, so we're two years away, so you're ages away. But, I mean, I don't understand yeah. what the what the problem is. If he, So, if he I were gay... I'm a bit scared, man. I, I, I'm a, to be honest, I'm a bit scared. I, scared I don't of know. him being gay? Why? Yeah. Tell me why. I'll be honest with you, yeah. Tell me why. Tell me why. I, Come on, talk to I me. I love him, do you know I mean? Don't get us wrong, I still love him regardless, do you know what I mean? Right, but so why, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm also aware that I'm a liberal elite bisexual, but I'm confused as to why you, what, what scares you about him being gay? I don't know, I just hope he doesn't turn, oh gosh, I'm saying the wrong things. I'm sorry about it. No, no, listen, things, listen you can be completely honest. If you want to say you hope he doesn't turn out gay, you can say it, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I will question you on that. And the question is, why do you hope he doesn't turn out gay? I don't know, I, I still, still love him, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you'll still love him. I mean, what would be the difference between him being straight? I mean, we're talking about a 10-year-old kid, who knows? But what yeah. would be the difference between him being straight or gay? 
I don't know. I, 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 no I don't difference. know. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm so. There's no difference. Scared, I mean, you've not yeah. got like a strong Christian background that tells you that being gay is bad, have you? No, I don't have anything against people who are like that. I mean, honestly, say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Don't say like that. Don't say people that are like that. Say, say people that are gay. Okay, people are gay. I've got nothing okay. against them. Yeah, they're human beings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not convinced. I don't know, man. No, I don't. I, I, listen, I, I don't. You know, I don't. I, I think ten is too young to be considering that kind of yeah. stuff. I really. was outside playing football, and I'll be honest with you, I was playing football. He's not you. He's not you. No, I know. Let, let, I know. Him, let him be who he is, and uh, do less worrying and more listening. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of girls in class that like him because he's he's quite yeah, handsome. They, they do know. like. <laughs> Gay boys. I mean, they do. That doesn't mean anything. Girls like him doesn't mean anything. Him, him yeah. being close to um, him being close to boys doesn't mean he's gay. Him being close to girls doesn't him, mean he's straight. Doesn't he, mean anything. Him not being into football means nothing. It means he's not into football. Doesn't mean anything. Just let him be who he is, and you know, yeah. and, and well, like I say to you, listen more instead of worrying and jumping to conclusions. Just listen more. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how. I, I, Catherine, I just don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not being funny or nothing. I mean, I've got nothing against people, but uh, it's scary. I mean, I don't know. He's your boy. He, he, is, he is your boy. Whatever happens, he yeah. is your boy. You'll get through it together. But... Oh, I hug him all the time. I mean, I hug him all the time. I love him. I said I love him. Um, you know, I'm proud of him. You yeah. know, let him be, and but just let him know that you that you're there. But also, may I, Catherine? Yeah. May I pick up on something you said? Go on. Without being overly critical. You said you'll get through it, but there's whatever nothing, it is. Yeah, but there's nothing. This being gay isn't a thing to get through. It's no, not but a thing. Whatever, I'm just. I'm no, not, I, don't, I don't mean being gay. Thank you. I mean get through whatever this thing thank is. Thank you. That means he's feeling awkward about Christmas cards. Thank you. And um, you know, not I don't know, giving you something to worry about. Yeah. Whatever it is, talk to each other. Yeah. You don't know what it is, um, and it, probably he doesn't either. I'm thinking. You know, I mean, he's fight with he has fights with him, and I'm thinking, why are you doing that for? You know, I mean, I don't know. Because they're ten. My daughter is eleven, and it's getting very weird at school. They fall out with each other. They're best friends the next day. Just yeah, you know, it just. I love him the best, Catherine. I mean, I wouldn't. Well, then I you're all right. I love him. The, you're all yeah. right then. Try not to yeah. fret or preempt. Wait, okay, okay, wait and see. Thank you very much indeed. I mean, uh, you know, my kids well, tell me they're gay. Beautiful. They tell me they're straight. Beautiful. They tell me they're bi. They're beautiful. Love you. What, what, how, can I? Can I? Can I help? Can I do anything? Oh, beautiful. Get on with it. Yeah. Get I'm glad you pulled, pulled me up about that because I didn't Just mean it that way. No, I, thank you for clarifying. And I knew that you wouldn't have done. I, I appreciate you um, clarifying. But also, ten is. It's a baby. Ten is no age. Ten is no age. You know. And also, you're right. Everyone is different. Some ten year olds might be, you know, sniffing around. Some fifteen year olds might not. But it's, everyone's different. It's not a race. There's no. Um, Unfortunately, when you've got kids, there's no thing you go, ah, right, well, he's 10 years and three months and four days, so he should now be able to draw the line. Ah, he should be here. Don't work like that. Also, how you were when you were a kid is not the same as how your kid is, that you're different people. Um, let's do... Got, I want to do a Periscope Love Bomb in a minute. Let's go to Wayne first. Good evening, Wayne. Good evening. Good evening, Kath. I'm, I'm somewhat sidetracked by last call. I mean, I was out for him. Why? Um... I've got three daughters and my old boy, so he's, he's gay. And because he's got three, sis he had three, three sisters, he didn't want to interact with other girls because he knows how bitchy they are at that age. 
But nevertheless, Some of them are, um, yeah. little did I know, I didn't know at the time, but he was gay. And when I found out, the support has got to be there, and I'm afraid your last caller, if his son picks up the vibe he was giving over the radio, that frightens me somewhat. I know what you mean. Yeah, I was trying not to to judge. I know. I know. I was trying not to judge, but you, but but you're right. If 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 a kid thinks that any any time any bit of information they're going to tell to a parent, mm. if they sniff that that parent is going to be scared or disapproving yeah. or angry, not saying that caller would have been worried, or worried, us? then that kid the kid can hold that back. So who? Sorry, was it one of your your boy that was gay? That, that is gay, Wayne. Yeah, the oldest. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, and how's it going? Have you you've not turned gay as a result? No, no, no. no, no, no you've not just found like gay porn all over the house or anything. Oh no, no. It's, it's all right, isn't it? Of, I have got a lot of gay friends. Yeah, uh, it's all right, uh, isn't it? Oh God, yes. I mean, um, um, the gay community. I, I think um, I love being in their community. It seems more happy, more. Uh, it, it's it fine. smells and, you know, nicer. Sometimes I think, oh my God, I wish I was gay, but hey, up, it didn't work out. Wayne, that way, Wayne, never too late, buddy. Never think, too late I to give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on, what'd you call yeah, him for? For do you know what? I, I forgot now. <laughs> you call her? I, I honestly forgot. Oh, do you want to? Shall I talk to James and then come back to you, see if you've remembered? Yeah, you can do. You stay there, Wayne. All right, we'll come we'll get, if, he, if he remembers. We'll. We can find out. James, good evening, James. Greetings and salutations. How are you both? Oh, James. Posh, posh, posh. I, well, I try, I try. I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, I just think that was kind of sad, really. I mean, my... What, Wayne forgetting that, what he called in for? It was a bit sad, wasn't no, it? Old age. No, before that. Okay. Before that. But, like, you know, like, it's changed. My my little one, I mean, she just, yeah, she thinks boys smell, mm-hmm. um, and and she thinks boys smell, and daddy definitely smells when he kind of barks. So, yeah, like, but I think she's probably straight, but if she's, if she likes boys, if she likes girls, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all, but not only doesn't it matter, she's really little, you know, she's only 10. Um, at that age, lots of people don't know what kind of their sexuality is, you know? Oh, of course not, and you know it's it's um, of course not. As, as we as we evolve as human beings, we realise it is not the, the the binary black and white, yes or no, gay and straight that we once th- thought it was. I think part of the problem is yeah. all these Cinderella balls. You know, this kind of you must find yeah. the one and all this nonsense. Just oh. allow them to become a full person who knows themselves and let them work it out. Uh, you know, it, it's not about meeting the other person who's going to complete you. Do you think that, like, over time, it's going to be, as you rightly say, a non-binary thing? So, essentially, I can expect that my kids one day will go, Hi, this is Jane, I'm going out with her at the moment, this is Bob, I'm going out with him at the moment. Only you if know, they're, like, only if they're that way, only if they're... If that's how that they're way. built. Yeah. You know, I think people... Yeah. I don't think anyone is 100% one or the other, but I think some people are, you know, more straight than others, and some people are sitting in the middle, and some people are more gay that, you know, it's... It, it, I, I, but yeah. I don't think this old-fashioned thing that I still hear parents doing in the playground now of, you know, a boy and a girl playing together, oh, look, they're going to get married, and they're teasing and they're joking, and it's all that balls. But that ingrained, you know, it's, it's a constant kind of suggestion, a constant drip, drip, drip of this kind of implication that, a boy and a girl have to get together. It, it, even when they're, they're tiny yeah. babies, you know? I did that, actually. I did that with, with my son. 
Um, so he was playing with one of our, um, you know, one of our friends, you know, they were kind of, and literally it was like, oh, you guys going to get married? You're holding hands. And, you know, it was all a laugh and funny. But then actually I did think about it. I thought, oh, that's not that nice, that really, stuff. because... That, yeah, it's not nice. And, that stuff. I remember that stuff as a kid, and that stuff. It. That stuff made me feel yeah. ashamed Here's as a kid. Here's the thing. Translate that to two seventeen-year-olds who are just having a chat. All of a sudden, everyone's yeah. looking at them saying they're going to get together. That's the thing that's going to make you feel weird about hanging out with someone yeah. else, regardless of of what the relationship is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hello. reason I called today, yes. I'm having a little bit of difficulty. So my my dear daughter that I was talking about, um, she suffers from um, a syndrome which is all about kind of muscles and stuff, and it's it's called Ellis Danlos, and it's quite quite tricky um, at times. And um, this week she's gone really downhill, and she's needed a wheelchair for the first time. And I'm kind of finding it really hard because I want to cry a lot, yeah. And I'm obviously not crying in front of her, obviously. But it's kind of trying to keep her positivity going and trying to be positive about it. And she's saying, Daddy, you know, life's rubbish and I don't want to be around anymore. And I'm finding that really, really tough. How old is she? She's 10. Oh, mate. Ah, oh, mate. That's, yeah. uh, you, you know, if you'd, if you'd have said, even if you'd said, you know, five years older, that, that, that changes the way you handle it significantly. But 10 is, 10 is still a baby. And she's actually saying, I don't want to be around anymore. Yeah, yeah. How does that, when you hear that, when you hear that as a dad, how does that, what what does that do to you? I think I just, to be honest with you, I kind of felt really, really, really sad. And then I felt anger Mm. because I like, I got all like blokey. You know, we're talking about sexuality and stuff, Mm. right? I got all blokey. I was on the phone. Yeah, on the phone to the doctors and, you know, going, well, you need to refer her right now to the consultant. Yeah, this is unacceptable. You know, and I got, it came into this, like, protection mode. And, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm at campus Christmas. But I suddenly was just like, no, this is unacceptable. Because I wanted to take that pain away. Yeah. And I can't. And it's suddenly that feeling of just, ah. I want to do something that I can't do, and I know I can't do, and I can intellectualise it, but I can't help. What is the prognosis? So the prognosis long-term is she'll have this for life. Um, It's not something that, that, you know, will degenerate, but what will happen is that she will find walking always a challenge. She'll always be in pain. So she will be in pain for all of her life, because everywhere where there's collagen within the body and um, as you know i'm a clinician myself but um as there's, everywhere there's collagen in the body basically the collagen doesn't work properly so the glue essentially is not sticking and okay. obviously you got that right the way through your body does okay. that make sense yeah it does but, 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 but so it's not something like ms or something where it, it, so it's, it, where, where it will get worse over the time over time will she have any no. periods of respite where it gets better it, it, it can do and she has had some periods where it got better but we, we, you know, maybe like last year, we had kind of more good days than we'd have bad days. Now we're having far more bad days than good days. And that's where, from a kind of a mental well-being point of view, it, it's getting really, really, really hard tough, you know? Have you tried, at this point, um, any of the sort of support charities or support lines that there are for families? Yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. So, so, in fact, I've actually been involved in the charity myself. Right. Um, and the Dan Association stuff. So, so I've, been, I've been involved with them, and they, they're really amazing. 
Um, and it's great because, of course, you know, you're not alone. And that is really, really helpful and helpful for her. But I think what's so difficult is that as, as the pain increases, she's, she's quite an extrovert, like, like sort of I am, really. And I can see that she's going, getting closer and closer and inner and inner to herself, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and she spends a lot of time, you know, has to spend a lot of time lying down. And like today, I went into a bedroom, and I was, there was like you no know, music on. You normally have little mix or whatever, you know, or, or such like. And and there was just nothing. And I said, "Why haven't you got your music on or playing with your phone or you know what they like with the tablets? They're constantly on the tablets." And and she was just like, "I'm I hurt too much, Daddy." Oh, and God. strangely enough, that made me sad because yeah. well, of course it made me sad. But it made me sad because I want to be telling her off for using a tablet too much. I want to be telling her off for being on the phone too long for a friend. Yeah, all of those silly things that that should be happening. You know, um, her using a phone at bedtime or whatever. But I'm not having to do that. What remind me in the name of this condition again? Yeah, it's called Ellis Danlos. Um, EDS, right? E Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because so I've got a tweet from uh, uh, our friend Emily Jane, right, who calls the show very occasionally. Mm -hmm. She's just tweeted. Uh, we, yeah. We've met her at a couple of events, and she's a really nice young woman. Okay. Uh, and her sister is nuts. Sounds like that little girl has what I have. EDS sucks. Right. Uh, I mean, what? What am I trying to say from that? Emily Jane, and if you want to call us, you'd be very, very welcome to. Because, uh, but I know sometimes you don't like to call. Um, is that as far as I'm aware from little contact we have had with her, she is living, she's living, right? She's living. And she is living as full a life, I believe, feel free to correct me, Emily, if I'm, if I'm wi wildly off the target, she is living as full a life as is possible. And I'm wondering if you or your daughter in particular have had the opportunity to speak to anybody else who has the same condition, who's maybe at the same age, or maybe, you know, two, three, five years older, who is able to kind of offer... It's all right, it's all well and good me saying, hey, you know, it'll be all right. Catherine saying, ah, oh, you know, it's all well and good saying that. But, 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 but quite often, if you speak, if someone speaks to someone who is going through it or has gone through it, yeah. th 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 there's, there's more of a connection there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and, and and the nice thing is, is is with that particularly as well, is that you know particularly someone that maybe is a, a teenager because you know it's like when you when you're sort of ten, eleven, you look up to yeah, yeah, For, fourteen, a fifteen, older, sixteen it? year old is yeah, like a, a yeah, god, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. So that could be really useful, and I, I'm on Twitter, so I'll, I'll definitely. Um, I definitely uh, connect with her. That, well, well, really listen. Big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like Emily Jane's tweet now. now I'm not saying she's the person. Okay. She's, she's, she's older than that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to guess yeah. how old she is because <laughs> she's guess. not that old. Though. She's not old. She's a young woman. Okay. But, but I don't know. Right. She, she might be able to. She might not be able to. She might not want to be able to point you no, in no, the direction no. of somewhere where perhaps yeah. you could find a 14, yeah. 15, 16 year old, yeah. you know, girl yeah. who can yeah. sit yeah. down yeah. with your little girl over a coffee or whatever, over a PlayStation yeah. or whatever, and say, look. I, how, how are you finding going to the toilet? How are you finding dealing with your parents? You know, you leave them in the room on their own yeah. for a couple of hours. How are you finding dealing with yeah. your dad worrying about you? Is it, how are you finding sleeping? How are you finding, you know, all of those things? There's nothing to say, man. You know, you, you're a dad and you're watching your kid in pain. And we all want to, we would all, when we see our kids with headaches or with, you know, with upset stomachs, we'd all take it and put it in ours, in our bodies if we could. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that, that's really, that's really sweet of you. And, you know, and I, um, 
I really appreciate um, with this show, like your your honesty is just amazing. When you talked about your your mum and and her her mm. MS, you know that I, that, that I I actually dare I say it, I kind of used that as a bit of an opportunity to have a tear, um, and I hope that's okay. But well, um, here's the other thing I was going to say very quickly. Yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, you ha- also have to look after yourself in whatever way that means, whether that's going out for a, a, a pint after work or whether that's, you know, going to the gym or going and seeing a therapist or going and seeing a film on your own that you know is going to make you cry. You have to look after yourself, even if it means taking yourself away from your kid for, for a few hours or a day or whatever, because if you're flagging, you're not going to be able to offer her the help that she needs so you've got to be able to take yourself away from that situation and look after yourself not in a selfish way slightly selfish but so that you're able to give your kids all of the attention that she deserves you know this james you're a clinician i bet you've given this advice Uh-oh. a million times oh i i have and you know what we, i'm so good at giving it yeah so good at giving oh, me advice. very very different when it's oneself Although I do have a spa day on Monday with my best friend. There we go. So, um, yeah, I've got I've got a spa day and um, and it's going to be marvellous. I'm not having a manicure, just a massage. Oh, get a manicure! I love a manicure. The few times the few times I've flown first class for work, I've never paid for it. Um, first class, they they go around and they offer head massages, manicures, and a couple of other things. And I always go for the manicure because everyone goes for the head massage. So if you go for the manicure, there's more chance you're going to get it. Oh, and I love it. Also, manicure lasts such a... You know, you can look nice. down at your hands for yeah. a couple of weeks and you feel Gorgeous. wonderful. James, yeah. would you... Uh, Emily has just called in. I don't want to force anything on you. Would you want to speak to Emily now? That would be an absolute pleasure. Well, that would have, that's really good, because if you'd have said no, it would have been embarrassing. But <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Emily, the first question I've got for you, Emily, is how goddamn old are you? I am 34 years old. Oh, I was going to say 32. I thought you were about 23. No, I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say 32. Emily, you were listening. Thank you so much for your tweet. You, is there anything you want to say to James? Well, I just heard him say about the constant pain and the, then when he said collagen, I was like, oh, I know what this is. But um, it's something that I wasn't diagnosed with until my mid-twenties. So, in, she is very fortunate to have a diagnosis, in my opinion. Why do you think she's so fortunate, Emily, to have it at this age? <laughs> well, not fortunate, obviously, but... The, the, the diagnosis, I, though, yeah. Yeah, just, I used to grow up in pain, not knowing why. Yeah. Thinking I was going mad. And just, as soon as I had that reason, that reason and that, um, every, it was like a jigsaw puzzle and everything made sense. And so if she can get, like, the support in place that I've only been getting since my mid winter mid-twenties, then, um, she's, yeah, that is a blessing. James, is there anything you want to ask Emily or say to Emily? Well, well, Emily, first of all, thank you so much for phoning. I, I, I cannot tell you how much that means to me, and that is very, very kind of you. 
And actually, you're completely right. It is a blessing that we've managed to go and get a diagnosis so young because so many people, and it sounds like yourself as well, have had to suffer for such a long time with, without a diagnosis and, and, and also with a lot of the medical community, I presume, and I am presuming here, not believing you as well, which must yeah. be very difficult, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been very difficult. And I guess your kind of, your um, trust of the medical community probably was pretty low, I would have thought, at times in your life. Yeah, it had been in the past. I mean, once you find a GP who knows what they who knows about the condition? It makes the world of difference. Yeah, that's really that's really really good hit to to hear, Emily. And and how how are you doing? Most importantly, I'm, how are you doing? Sort of now and and nowadays. I'm okay. I have to be very careful. Like tonight, I had a um, social engagement that I just couldn't. So too, I just knew that my body had given up and I had to go home and sleep. But, um, yeah, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to get out. And, yeah, I take each day as it comes. But, really. you're, Emily, you've come to a couple of our events and y you live right you, you, know, you know what i mean yeah. by that you 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 live yeah. you're not you're not at home all the time going oh my no, god I'm no. Ill. you're living no i i i work um a couple of days a week because that fits in with my energy levels but i find great joy in my work and then i have um what i call big days where i can just in bed and read a book or watch Netflix so I adopt my life around there yeah James? That, that's really that's really helpful I, is the term Netflix and chill or does that mean something else that means something else <laughs> that means something else <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, Emily, fantastic. thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. I, and no uh, problem, I know it's not one of your favourite things to do. Is to yeah. call us up, but it's always nice to hear your well, voice. Absolutely, and I think you've been, been really brave to share this. Uh, Emily, thank you. James, listen, lots of love, mate. All right. Thank you so much to both of you, and please keep doing what you're doing, and and just you know keep believing in 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 the amazing stuff you're doing. Thank you, mate. Thank you. There we go. It's James and Emily. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We should probably take a little break. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I forgot all about Wayne. Wayne, did you remember what you called him for? What? Hello. Uh, hello. Was that not you? Was that not the guy that was caught and forgotten what you called him for? Mr. Wayne, yes, sorry. Did you remember what you called him for? Yes, right, thanks, boss. Uh, let me just tell you a story, and I'm on that loudspeaker. Uh, oh, this loud isn't speaker. the guy we were talking. Yes, this isn't is the guy it? we were talking, is it? Yeah. Why? I think they've just no. got another actor to play him. It doesn't sound anything like him. Tonight, the part of Wayne yes, will be played I'm by other Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't, because I'm laid down and my larynx is, is squashed. The larynx oh, is squashed. Well, take whatever it is that's squashing that larynx <laughs> and start talking to us, Wangerman. Okay, then. Um, uh, well, first of all, love to Emily and James. But, uh, but, uh, keep the love in the room. Keep the uh, love in the room. 
yeah, uh, get back to my son. Uh, Jody, he uh, ended up being a psychiatric nurse, and um, he see me going downhill, and um, hence why I've joined your community yeah. with mental health problems, and um, you uh, really get me through it. Hey, hang on, are you telling me that the, this could be another string to our boo, bow as well as in our boo as well as increased listenership to award nominations? Are you saying that the NHS are now prescribing the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle as part of helping people with their mental health issues? Ian, I'd like to say that, but I'd be lying. Well, you, you're, you're welcome to lie. You could have lied there, Wayne. Yeah, you could have lied. Could have lied there, Wayne. But when when um, I go to the meetings, um, I, I was speaking about you, and they asked me to do a calling so they could listen. Oh, we're being listened by medical professionals who who may consider prescribing this show on the NHS. Although we have unproven side effects. Oh yes, exactly. We may make you constipated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? The, the call didn't go down too well the first one, but um, the, it was them. What I uh, they picked me on, I said to you, yes, talk about relievement, and it didn't get down too well. And that's when I called uh, the next night, uh, and Wayne. It's, dirty, it's Dirty Wayne, Dirty oh, Wayne, the right, dirty, the like dirty boy, the dirty Wayne, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my boy, being a tight captain now, yeah, my gay, and I'm proud of him, and Good. um. Yeah, so, then I so what you're saying is they're not all bad. <laughs> there are some gu- some yeah, good gays. You know what, we said that again, and I've got to pick people up when they say them, because I've got a neighbour, she refers to them as them. them. And I went to the address today, and one of them did me it, and oh. it really pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We're them. not one of them. They're not one of them. They're hers. It's not one of them. It's one of them. No, it's exactly, it's exactly, exactly. We and we're getting there, Wayne. I think we're getting there in terms of acceptability, and you know, in it still happens. I'm sure it does. It still happens. But in the 70s and 80s, but kids were getting kicked out of their homes because they were gay. You know, at the age of like 14 and 15, they would be kicked out of their homes for being gay. I'm sure it still happens. But can I just be, Ian, can I just, sorry, I'm so rude with what you are very rude, Wayne. I'm on the medication, on. Yeah. If I don't say what I'm thinking, You'll I will forget. forgive it. Your arm yeah. falls off. Yeah, anyway, Hollyoaks now. Sorry? Uh, the the storyline in that would have watched tonight, uh, it's going to win an award. It's about... It wasn't uh, about a horny teacher, was it? No. It, 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 well, it's about a preacher. They brought a preacher to it, and he's a very strong character. Oh, because I auditioned to be the horny teacher. <laughs> I did. I auditioned to be a horny, a horny teacher in there, and I didn't get the part. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. No, they've done that. No, don't do that because they killed him off. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I was up for that. I was okay. You've been they a killed horny him. Horny dead teacher. I'm doing some filming tomorrow for yeah, what's going to be one of the biggest comedy TV shows of all time. But I can't say any more than that. Ah, uh, you've got a lot of strings in your bow. A lot of strings in the old bow there. Anyway, stop putting him off, you'll forget. Hurry up, Hollyoaks! I have to, hang on, let me, hang on. So Is where it? am I? Hollyoaks! Right, yes, that storyline about gay. That is actually <laughs> brilliant. It's Isn't it about watch. two dads? It's about his, his, his grandfather brought him up. Right. And the Bible says not to lie not with a, Funny about with another bloke. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's way I would put it. Yep. And his, his granddad's done all the preaching, and all he wants, uh, no, that's all he wants. His granddad only wants to and uh, he said out. He wants him out, and he's put him out on the street. Oh, oh. Poor lad. Okay. 
Th- them storylines are so, so strong in this Ollie Oaks. I no wonder it's won the award the last eight years on the trot. For the, for the best <laughs> soap opera for kids. Wayne, thank you very much. I want to speak to Gary before the news, because we haven't done that bloody Periscope love bomb, but thank you, Wayne. Gary! <coughs> Hiya. Wayne and Gary, you could not get two more 80s names than that. Exactly. Uh, make sure it's not, uh, make sure it's not Barry, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, um, I do! I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what he means. What have you got for us, Garrington? Uh, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, what, what actually would he, like, what the hell was he talking about there? Are you on speakerphone? Uh, yes, I am. You've got, you got ten seconds to not be. Nine, eight, seven, uh, six, five, four, three... To Come on, I'm rooting for you. Thank you, Gary. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I don't like it when people the, the next caller goes. What the hell was that caller on about? I always it never bodes well. No, you better always... be. You better be have a nice tight five. Yo, yeah, exactly. Or not that. be. Or, or, or not be having anything wrong with your phone call. Like being on the speakerphone. You can try again, Gaza, but you got to try harder. We will do a periscope love bomb. Catherine's going to make me a coffee. Am I? Yes. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuff that makes Eastwood look so fine Late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee, you are... Catherine Boyle. Tomorrow I'm filming what's going to... I'm filming a part. I can't tell you anything about it. I, I'm going to ask... Pay me and I'll tell you. Uh, no. I'm going to ask her tomorrow, the director, and the writer is uh, a woman. I'm going to ask her tomorrow if I'm allowed to mention what it is. And I'm going to ask if I can take a picture of us together and tweet it. So that people will go, oh, oh, you're working with her. Oh, oh I like her. That's, uh, you right? Yeah, I've hurt myself. Okay. I've got a slight injury, but it's fine. I'll soldier on. You, bur- you burnt yourself making the coffee, right? No, I've not burnt myself. Well, you've done something. I think it's a bite. Oh, And I've given okay. it a good pick, and Please. I wish I hadn't. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We will do this Periscope love bomb in a minute. This show is evolving into pure love, right? But before that, let's give Gary a second crack of the whip. The first crack was more of a fizz. Let's see if he can crack it. Try again, Gary. Come on, you know for a fact it was good the first time. <laughs> right, what I was saying is, what I was so trying to get clo- through... So close, 
so close to cutting you yeah. off again, but let go on. Yeah, what I was saying is, uh, I'm absolutely, like, unbelievably taken aback by what Donald's, uh, how Donald Trump has gone on today about... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I just think he is absolutely... Hello? What the... Are you all right, Gary? Sorry, like, yeah, right? yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Are you sure you've, ri- you, you you sure you've run the right station? <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what it is. Donald Trump today, yeah. mm. what the hell is he doing? What are you doing? Have you had a drink today? Well, man, I'm absolutely fine, me. I'm, I'm you, you had a little but... smoke a little smoke or something? <laughs> I've seen nothing of Hannibal. Why? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this question. Good. Have you listened to this radio show, not the station, the show before? But it just comes through the phone, doesn't it? Sorry? Um, it just comes through I, to the phone? Yeah, because obviously I, I just sort of like listen to my phone and I fall asleep, usually. Right. Have you, I'll ask the question again and, and maybe you can, your answer can be connected to it. Don't, don't, don't ask you me. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. And I'm ho- really hoping that, 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 that the answer will have in some way be connected to the, the words I'm about to say. Have you listened to this show, not the station? Some people phone up and say, I love your show, and they mean station. Have you listened to the show with me and Catherine before? I have, yeah. Okay, so what's my name? I'm going to Ooh, and what's her I, name? I, 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 what's what's her I, name? And I, I just Catherine. told you, what's her name? Catherine. Catherine, <laughs> you know her last name? What, no. I just signed a birth certificate, like? So you have <laughs> never listened... Be honest with me, man. You've never listened to the show before. That's fine. No, I've, I've listened to it a couple of times. I don't, like... I don't keep tabs on who... The names of the radio presenters. Who's been birthed. And you, who's been birthed. <laughs> OK, and you claim you haven't had a drink. So you've listened to the show before... 10 o'clock at night, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What makes you think, having listened to it, Bef- all right, all right, all right. We're getting into it. We're, get- we? we're getting into it. We're getting into it. Yes, guys. All right, all right, yeah. What makes you think? I don't know if anything does, but what makes you think that Catherine, myself, whose name you don't know, and our highest listeners we've ever had in terms of numbers and probably dope, would be interested yeah. in what you have to say about well, Donald Trump? Well, he- well, you've actually asked this question before to someone the other day, and, and you said exactly the same question. You mm-hmm. went, or why do you think that someone's interested yes. in what you've well, got? Yeah, there? yeah. So, so, so this is obviously a regular question. With it's yeah. the second time I've asked it. Uh, uh, that guy yeah. couldn't answer it. I'm hoping you can. Yeah, but of course, because at the end of the day, I think Donald Trump's an absolute awful and right but what, uh, but no but no you're telling us what you think about donald trump do you remember what the question was that i just asked you yes right what was it it was why do you think that you can come in here and say the things that no no no, no. Why, was oh, oh, oh sorry why do you think you can come nope. and and so nope. Nope. someone's interest nope wasn't that i'll ask again and pay attention i think you might have had a little drinky poos today gary <laughs> haven't you don't, do not demean me at all. I'm not demeaning you, you're demeaning yourself. You're showing a lack of respect for yourself. Have you had a little drinky poos today? Yeah, I've had one drink. Right, so, you, so you're a liar. Okay, so we now know that you are a liar. Right, right. We, we now have evidence that you lie, okay? Right. All right. So, yeah, yeah. so, and I think it's more than one drink, isn't it? No, not at all. 
what was it a drink of? A pint of vodka. <laughs> okay, so we know that you lie. So, uh, that, that gives more weight to this question. What right, makes you... Th- uh, right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you thank that. thank yeah, you. Well, yeah, you, have to, you have to, because it's a fact. So yeah, what, well, well, I'll give you that. that yeah, well, you have, to, you have to, you have to. Yeah. Whether you give it or not, I've well, taken it. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. Well, did, whether you give it or not is irrelevant. I've taken it. So what makes you think that Catherine, myself and my listeners would be interested in your anything you have to say about Donald Trump, especially now we know that you're a liar? Right. Um, and... Just answer the question. Yeah. Yeah, I will answer the question, but because... Ultimately, he has no, been... No, 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 no. Oh. You're, you're about to describe him. We haven't got to... I've not decided whether I'm going to let you yet. The question was, why do you think anybody will be interesting in, interested in hearing what you have to say about Donald Trump? Because ultimately, I'm educated enough to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're not. You work on a radio station. <laughs> Oh. Gosh. <laughs> you don't know what his name is and you're um, demeaning his job. That's quite a Trumpy thing to do. <laughs> I'm calling him a loser next. No. And say he's got a failing show. <laughs> oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. Um, yeah. This isn't well, going the way you thought it would, is it? Well, ultimately, I mean, obviously, it, you know. I can't be, uh, you know, everyone can't be a fat, ugly person sitting behind a, a talk show. <laughs> um, fat, ugly person, okay. That's that's directed at me, is it? Or me. Yeah. Well, well, I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that at all. Oh, that? you're just so, talking about random fat, ugly people well, well, sat behind well, talk shows. Well, you've obviously, well, you've obviously so let's just, let's just tot up. We've got, <laughs> no, we're not educated and we're fat and ugly, but you don't know what his name is and you don't know what my surname is. And you lie about how much you've had to drink. This, this is, is not going well at all, Gary. This is not great, Gaz. Well, well, you're still coming back to me and you're still, still trying to we're have hoping, a, We're hoping you're going to say stuff. something that makes you sound less of a... Uh, Bell. Oh, yeah. well, oh, you're trying to come back to me. Oh, right. We're trying to give you a chance, Gary, but... Oh, Gary, right. we have got both our hands tied really behind our backs. Oh, Gary! Gary dropped an F-bomb. Gary dropped an F-bomb. He got upset. He's been kicked off. <laughs> oh, that was my um, favourite ten minutes of radio I think I've done in the last year. So what we're going to do as well, just to make things easier, is we're going to keep Gary up there, because I don't think he's got... Let's see. Gary, you're not coming back on, right? So I, but I'm not cutting you off. So let's see how long Gary hangs on for, thinking it's 12 minutes past 11, right? He's just put the phone down there. <laughs> he's brighter than we thought. He's very educated. You uh, can let, tell that by the way he swore. Let's go to Iran and Marianne. Good evening, yes. Marianne. Good evening. Hello, Marianne. Hello. How's Iran these days? It's very well, thank you. How about you? Um, good. I'm tired, but I'm good. What, what, um, what have you got for us? Why have you called up? Oh, it's very cold. Yeah, yeah, it's very cold. Why have you, why have you called up? What have you got for us? Uh, I'm going to talk about... Uh, love challenge. 
A love challenge. A love challenge. Okay, yes. Yeah. Go on then. You know, uh, in this country where I live, it actually is a love challenge everywhere. You go everywhere, people are always sad. And the only thing you think about is the way to uh, make a kind of living for themselves and find some money in order to go ahead with their lives. And they, the only thing that they don't think about is love. And that really horrifies me. Um, there must be some people who think about love. There might be some people who does, but, uh, you know, it's mostly is sex. But uh, true love is very rare here. Um, yeah, well, yeah, sex and, and love, they can be connected, but, 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 but generally they're, they can, they're, they're, they're primarily separate things. Okay, Marianne, yeah. what do we do to change yeah. it? Sorry? What do we do to, can I ask you a question? Right, that might sound yeah. really, really dumb, but I genuinely mean this, okay? And if it's in any way dumb or offensive, I apologise. Are you allowed? Yeah. Are you allowed in Iran to listen to British radio and call British radio? Uh, yes, we are allowed. It's not that difficult. It's not. It's not that much restricted, you know. Okay. But yeah, it's not that bad. And it's just like a prison, but a prison that gives you food. A prison that gives you food. And it gives you some kind of comfortability, but you are not really happy. It's not a happy life here, you have. Why, yeah. is it, why is it not happy? What is going on that means you are unhappy? Because people are happy is artificial happiness. It's not real one. It's not from the depth of the heart. It's something bodily. It's something just for passage of time, you know? Mm. And just for having money and just for having some kind of status and prestigious social acceptance. And if I taught you some kind of passage of time. And they don't have real kind of uh, being together uh, in depth. Yeah. In the, yes. I mean, over here, we are told that sex and buying yeah. things will make you happy. And you can have you can have five TVs and four Playstations and a very nice car and sex with you know with different people every day of the week, and it might make you happy yeah. for a little bit. But it isn't, you're right, it's not that deep-rooted um, happiness that kind of sits in the chest just above the stomach and radiates throughout the body. Yeah, 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 exactly. So what do you do then to lift yourself from that? What do you personally do, Marianne? Well, I listen to foreign music. Okay. I listen to Celentian songs. Selena Gomez songs. I listen to Charlie Puth songs, or even the uh, old music, Iranian songs, Shadarian, 
Muhammad Rosh Hazarian. I don't, you know him. Have you ever heard? No, of I him? haven't. I'm, I'm not too up on um, Iranian music. I'm afraid. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a good singer myself. Um, I really, I'm trying to entertain myself in these ways. Mm. Music is always good. Music is a good um, music is a good connection, I think, to some form of spirituality. Whether you consider that to be God or the universe, I think pure art, music, paintings, movies, plays, whatever, I think they connect us to something bigger than ourselves. The Beatles yeah. were very, very good at doing that. To paraphrase Kurt Vonnegut, um, but yeah. but so I mean, your your life, Marianne, you don't. Yeah. You don't sound... You have moments of joy, don't you? Uh, you know, I like joy, but joy must be combined with some kind of wisdom, you know? Oh, you're good. You know? Yeah. Just um, a mere joy is nonsense. Mm. If you have joy with nothing in your mind, it just seems like an animal. If you will forgive me. You have... Like, you have the yeah. most beautiful turn of phrase. Honestly, you, you're expressing yourself wonderfully in a really thoughtful, um, poetic way. And I'm actually getting, and I'm sure Catherine is, and I'm sure our listeners, I'm getting pleasure from talking to you. So thank you for that. Thank you. Here's the thing. Sometimes we can provide pleasure and joy for other people... Yeah but not necessarily yeah. get that pleasure ourselves. I hope you're enjoying this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How, how, often, how often do you listen? Do you, what other... What, okay. What British media do you listen to? Do you listen to just this radio station or are there other radio stations that you choose? No, the only one I listen to is this one because it's a very happy one. <laughs> The jokes that you make with your colleague, colleagues and these are making me really happy and laugh. And uh, that's very, very fun. And Marianne, I'm going to ask you a personal uh, question, which you're allowed to tell me no if you want. Um, I cannot work out how old you are. I really want to say 25, but I could be 20 years off either way. How old are you, Marianne? I'm 31. 31. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you have got a pass to call me and Catherine anytime you want, and um, yeah. you'd be very, very welcome. I've really enjoyed chatting to you tonight. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much for your call. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll speak really soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank That's you, fun. Marianne. What a great caller. That phone call we found out a lot about Marianne's soul and state of mind. Absolutely nothing about her day-to-day. -day. That call's blown me away. Yeah. That call has blown me away. Genu I mean, a naive question, are you allowed to listen, are you allowed to call? Oh, God, I don't know, I don't know. The, don't know. the way that we are taught about those countries, yeah. Iran, Iraq, Syria. I'm talk, talk, I believe they're ruled with an iron Middle fist East and there are no freedom. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, I think it's only right to ask someone who's living there. Um, Marianne, if you're listening, thank you so much for choosing us. I mean, it's unlikely you've got a Rajar diary, but <laughs> thank you so much for choosing us, me and Catherine in particular. And um, 
I was just slight, slightly thrown at the start because it came up Iran on the screen, and so I was a bit, oh, so the first couple of minutes, I was a little bit, I'm not quite sure where to go with this, but, 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 and I hugged that conversation, Catherine, I'm so no, sorry. No, no, I was fascinated by um, it. Call us again. Call us again any time you want, and I, I, I don't normally do this, I'm giving you a golden pass, you're going to jump straight to the front of the queue next time I see you on, because I think all we did there was just touch the tip yeah. of what is going to be a very, very big iceberg. Isn't that amazing? Mm. I, I mean, Kath are old, right? And I've said this before, but we're old. And, you know, we've come from doing radio where we're surprised if someone uh, in the next county is, is, is calls up or someone from Scotland phones up. What are you doing listening to us? But the fact that we get... That's my first call from Iran, I think. The fact that you get a call from Iran. When and it's beautiful. I, when I was a little girl, and I'm talking about seven or eight, a family moved into the end of our street. Where I lived was a very white neighbourhood, very white neighbourhood. And I remember playing in the street and all of a sudden there was a little brown girl who wanted to play. Was and she the, in the ring? No. And the reason I knew she wanted to play is because a big, who turned out to be a big brother, I thought it was her dad, asked if she could play. Yeah. And um, her name was Shanaz and she was um, Iranian. Yeah. And they were, it turns out, I mean, I my understanding of it is very loose because I was such a little kid, but we kind of, she she was there until I left, so we knew each other for sort of three, four years. And um, they were Iranian dissidents, mm. and her dad had been quite high up, I think, in the government, and they had to flee. And there was the mum, the dad, her, her older brother, his family, they were all living in this little house. A more joyful, mm. welcoming family you will never meet. So to hear Marianne talking about how the day-to-day -day there, for her at least, is um, kind of joyless and confining kind of heartbreaking isn't it i don't want to blow my own trumpet it's primarily because i don't actually own one but is this your trombone though this is we started off the show not quite knowing where we're going and talking about an evolution the show evolving into something more than just a phone-in show we're entering the next stage and and this this is nearly every no every call even Gary, every call has been an example of that. I, I was expecting us to do a show like this six, seven, eight months down the line. Oh, we're doing it tonight, are we? The night that we mention this is maybe where we're heading. We're doing it tonight. Wow. Uh, we, we will do this love bomb at, bomb at some point. We've got, we've got more calls, though. So 0344 499 the late night alternative. Uh, wherever you are in the world, give us a call and we will call you. Speak to Amy and she will call you back wherever you are in the world. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, we've got three calls lined up. Let's go to Sarah first. Good evening, Sarah. Oh, hello, Ian. Hello, Sarah. And hello, Catherine. Hey, Sarah. Mm. Um, I'm a long-term listener, but a first-time caller. Oh, and now he scrambles for his Amy, bag. You've got, to get the, you've got to let me know when we got one of these coming. <laughs> it's not fair on but me. But it's okay. The other thing is, I've actually... Followed uh, Catherine rather than Ian. Oh, from um, three counties. Oh, way back when. But anyway. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, thank you. Um, the, the reason I'm ringing, and it's probably not necessarily um, along the, the lines that your show is going. Hang on a second. Evening. This is just, it was just when you make just when you mentioned that it was Catherine more than me. Oh, come on. Let me have one. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Catherine, more 
right, you got this boy, you got this boy. You can do this, you can get through this phone call. You can do this, son. Don't let anyone know that you're hurt inside. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. Yes, anything goes on this show. Anything goes. So let you. you yes. Okay. Um, I'm like a, a caller. I think I was listening to last night. I'm playing catch up because I generally listen to the podcast. So I'm about three weeks out of date. Um, but the reason I'm ringing is because I heard um, a young man on your show um, about three weeks ago. I suppose it was, although it was last night for me. And um, he was 11. Yeah. And he was a bit concerned about various issues about being 11. That was Thomas, and, wasn't it? Um, I think it was Thomas. Thomas, right. yeah. And it, it sort of worried me, one of the things that he mentioned. And I, I wanted to address that. Yeah, go on. If I may. Of course you can. Um, he was saying, I think he said at one point that he was a bit worried about the homework. Um, and I thought, well, that's a bit of a shame. Um, and I'm a teacher. And I just wanted to let him know, although he ought to be in bed by now. Shouldn't but, he just? <laughs> but um, <laughs> that teachers don't expect perfect homework every time. And they certainly do not expect you to exceed the, the sort of time allowed in the, in the homework policy. They really don't want you um, suffering because of the homework. If they've set something that you can't achieve in the time, that's their problem and they should um, address that and alter that rather than you having to worry about producing the perfect answer every time. So I just wanted to reassure Thomas that yes, be organised like Catherine was saying um, and have your plan and your place to go and lots of biscuits and stuff, but don't spend too long on it and don't worry it just do what you can in the time and if you don't complete the homework it's right at the bottom of the page you know i bid my hour whatever it was and and leave it for the teacher to well, sort that out is every teacher i certainly i mean i'm talking 30 years ago it's a slightly different world i understand that but is every teacher going to accept that you know, d d d I, I remember some... Most teachers are great, right? I'm not one of those presenters going, oh, teachers are... Most teachers are great. But there are some teachers that are not great and don't really know how to interact with kids and can get very angry with young people if they don't do the work that they have set. Now, you sound like a brilliant example. I'd, I'd love to have you as a teacher, you know, and you sound like you're caring and you're, you have empathy for, for the, the young people that you work with. But not every teacher is like that, are they? I can't speak for other teachers. I mean, all I would say is that um, certainly teachers don't want to see more than what they've set. Right. Because that means they've got a market. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, and it's, it's just going on beyond um, the parameters of what they're supposed to be teaching at the time. And um, it just sort of gets everything out of kilter. Uh, so if, if a student is, is particularly conscientious and anxious and worried and feels that they have to produce something perfect, um, it's actually counterproductive. But, I mean, it, you're, you're probably right. Um, perhaps teachers with large classes just don't have the time to, um, I don't know, give very sensitive feedback to every single student mm. on every single occasion but i think they all know that that's what they should be doing mm. um and if a student is conscientious 
enough. Um, well, this, at least the students doing what's required mm. of them. You make an excellent point, Sarah. Can I ask, well, how, so when, when, when did you start listening to Catherine, who I'm, I'm Catherine's biggest fan. She's genuinely my favourite radio presenter, genuinely, um, which is why I pinched her from, from that station that you mentioned. But when did, when did you start listening to Catherine? Um, could I also just make another point about Thomas? Yeah, go, go right. for your life. Yeah, of course you can. Yes, miss. <laughs> Simply that um, 11 is a great age. I mean, I don't know. He might have been 12 by now. But um, 11 is a great age. And what you enjoy at 11, I mean, you might start to think when you're 12, 13, 14, that it's childish and you should give it up and you shouldn't tell your friends that you're doing whatever it is that you're keen on uh, when you're 11. But um, I, I would argue that what you do at 11, what you enjoy at 11, um, the fun things you do on your downtime when you're 11, you're probably going to really enjoy when you're 30 or 40 or 50 so instead of feeling embarrassed about it and thinking oh no i've got to move on i'm going to have some hormones and do all this teenage stuff actually no pay attention to what you love at 11 work hard at it um be proud of it don't let it go thomas and every other 11 year old i wish you wish you'd been my teacher i know i was just thinking the same thing Ah, you're good you're good miss um, and uh, about, I don't know, six or seven years ago. That's when you heard The Boil. Gosh. <laughs> was, that the, was that the gardening show? The famous No, that was way before. That. The gardening show was years and years ago. Okay. Gosh, I think that was probably like 2004. Jeez, 15, 16 years ago. We're getting old. I'm ancient. I didn't have a garden then either. <laughs> it showed. <laughs> well, no one has a garden these days. <laughs> uh, Sarah, really nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for your call. Oh, thanks for listening. You're very thoughtful. I look forward to hearing about I being about tonight's show in three weeks' time. I, I mean, think. I love a time traveller, Sarah, and you did a very good job. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we're getting some really nice people calling in, aren't we? I mean, very nice and derogatory way, isn't it? patient, yes. thoughtful, measured tone. So we're going to kick God, off I now, though. Here comes Jesse. He's going to kick off. <laughs> Hello, Ian Here comes Patrick. trouble. Hey, Jesse. Oh, I want to send my love... Uh, James, James's daughter. Oh, yeah. I've, even though I have, just telling James, I know you lot know, but as a, even though I haven't got that condition, I'm in crippled in pain, so I understand that. Yeah. And uh, confined to a wheelchair. Mm. And I wanted to pass on with kids to him because they specialise in helping kids coat with the trauma of being in a wheelchair. Oh, whiz kids. Okay, do you know what? I've heard of them, actually. Uh, uh, and also, yeah. they can make you a specially adapted, special wheelchair electric. So okay. you can All like... Right. Well, I'm sure he's still listening and he will take that on board and, and, yeah. and get in touch with them if he's not been in touch with them already. How are you doing today, Jesse? Actually, I'm in a bad pain night. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What's going on? Talk to me. Just crippled in pain. Um, would if if I sang to you, would that help? Yeah. Okie dokie. What would you like? Oh gosh, Jesse, no, really? Be, be quiet, Catherine. What? What? Tell me what? Tell me what you'd like, Jesse, and you're going to get it. Pick a short one. Shut up. Oh. Sorry. I, I love your singing. That's it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Go on. What do you want? Any. Any. 
any. Oh my goodness. Any song. You're going to get the 12 inch mega mix if you're not careful. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. I've got one. I've got one that I don't think I've ever done before. But um, I don't think I've ever done this one before. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. This is for you, Jesse. Stay there. Here we go. <clears throat> you ready, Catherine? Never. This is for Jesse. This is for everybody out there who is in pain, who is struggling, or who is deaf, dumb, and blind, but loves to play pinball. <laughs> Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played more. I ain't seen nothing like him in any amusement hall. That damn dumb and black kid sure plays a mean pinball. Boom, bam, Yeah. And this is for the lovers out there as well. <laughs> He stands like a statue, becomes part of the machine Feeling all the bumpers, always playing clean Plays by intuition, the digit counters fall That deaf, dumb and blind kid Stop plays a medium ball Can you me out with that line, on You do this bit, Catherine! One, two, three. He's a pinball wizard, there has to be a twist. A pinball wizard got such a supple wrist. I'll go first, you answer. Okay. How do you think he does it? I don't know. What makes him so good? Ain't got no distractions, he can't hear no buzzes and bells. Don't see no lights flashing, plays by sense of smell. Always gets a replay, you never see him fall. That damn dumb and black kid, sure plays a big ball. Take it, Boily. I thought. Nope. nope. Here she goes. I thought I was the body table king. Bolly. But I just had my pinball crown to him. Bolly. <laughs> oh, windmilling, is it? <laughs> he once put um uh, a whammy bar through his hands, <gasps> windmilling, yeah. Yowza! Yeah, in the 90s, 80s. But my favourite table, he can be my best. His disciples lead him in, he just does the rest. Crazy flip of fingers, I never see him fall. That death don't like it. Shall blaze me, pinball. How's that, Jesse? Feeling better? Amazing. There we go. Amazing is the word. If you want us to sing a song from the rock opera Tommy, and only from the rock opera Tommy, <laughs> 0344 499 1000, this is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, 0344 499 1000. This is what I like about this show, is... Um, Whoa, shut the front door. Helen. 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 How do you say that? How do you say that name? Helen. 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 H-E-L-E-N. Helen. 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 So I'm, am I saying it right? You're saying it weird. Why are you saying Helen? Helen. Helen. Is it not Helen? Well, how do you say, do you say Ellen? We say Ellen. Who's Ellen? You know. Ellen DeGeneres. Well, or you'd say DeGeneres. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say Ellen DeGeneres with her lifestyle. Wow. Um, Helen. Helen. 
Okay, right. Well, here's the thing. Helen has just tweeted something that you should not tweet that kind of stuff, right? You should call in with that kind of stuff. I'm going to read this. Helen says, fun fact. My dad played drums on the Tommy soundtrack. Different to the album, it's the movie. Jack Nicholson sings on it. So does so does Tina Turner. So does Anne-Margaret. She rides around on the floor in a string dress covered in baked beans. It's one of the horniest... I'm not sure what that was. It's Anne Margaret doing anything. Anne Margaret do, wearing just tights, no skirt. Anne Margaret and in a string. Pelvic thrusting. Anne Margaret in a string dress, writhing around in baked beans is one of the sexiest oh things. My God. Yeah, I know. Splashing. Yeah, but Helen. Right. So now we're gonna now Helen. Now Helen. All right. We're gonna we're gonna look up. We're gonna look up some things. Your surname is there, so I'm assuming your dad's got the same surname. Oh, that's a big assumption. It's not. Tommy Soundtrack Drummers. Does it say Helen Deakin's dad? It doesn't. Doesn't. So let's 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 have a look. Let's have a look at this. Um let's have a look at this. Uh drums. Tony Newman. Is that your dad? No. Kenny Jones, that's not your dad. Kenny Jones. Tony Newman. Kenny Jones. Nigel Olsen. I'm starting to smell a rat here. I'm smelling a rat. Oh, Helen, did your dad tell you he did that? Helen! Graham D. Holy <gasps> Giacomoli! Whoa! Whoa! Helen! Helen, Helen! Graham Deakin could be your dad if they have the same letters in their surname in the same order. Graham Deakin. Graham Deakin, born circa 1950, but Helen probably knows the date, is an English rock drummer who was the main drummer for John Entwistle's touring band Ox from 1972 until 1977. Deakin had a short spell with the Flies following his departure from Ox. He played a session with The Who on the 21st of April 1975 at Ramport Recording Studios three days before they started recording their Who By Numbers album. OK, well, let's listen. This is one of the songs that we believe... We believe. We don't have the full evidence yet, but we believe. And boy, oh boy, I bought the Tommy um, uh, DVD a few weeks ago for like three quid. I've got, it's such an outrageous film. We believe this is Helen's dad on the drums. And Eric Clapton on guitar. Oh, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. Nicky Hopkins on piano, Phil Chen on bass, Eric Clapton on guitar, and Helen's dad on drums. Outside the house, Mr. Simpson announced that Sally couldn't go to the meeting. He went on cleaning his black rose voice, she ran inside a region. She got to her room and displaced the picture of the new messiah. She picked up a book of her father's life and threw it on. Helen, Helen, that is incredibly cool. He's very cool. good, isn't he, Helen? He's not bad. 
He can keep a steady beat. That is incredibly cool. Beat that, Pablo. Um, my dad played a tree in Mel Gibson's Macbeth. Okay, uh, fair play. That does that beats that hands down. Go, as you were, Helen. As you were. Yes, Pablo. What have you got for us? Uh, how do? Um, just just on one note, just with all the uh, Iran talk earlier. Have you ever seen or read Persopolis? Um, I've, I've, no, I'm aware of it. It's like a, like a cartoon, isn't it? Yes, but it, it, it's very pertinent to the Iran situation. By, it, by the way, sorry to interrupt. This is sorry. We got breaking yeah. news. Sorry, so 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 so. It's serious for a second. Um, I've just seen a picture of Helen's dad mm -hmm. as a young man. He is very very cute. He's got a haircut not dissimilar to mine. He is very. What would you say he is there? About twenty five. Maybe 21. Oh, too young for me, but too young for me. But he is hot. He's a hot young man. Helen, tell your dad he's a hot young man, and I bet he's a dreamboat older guy. Oh, no, he looks like he looks like the short one from Alvinas <laughs> and Pet now. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Pablo, yes? Yeah, well, I was going to say Petopolis. Uh, one of the things about it is that it kind of, uh, uh, kind of dismisses the, the uh, prior thoughts that uh, Iran is... Uh, draconian country and uh, up to a point where it, essentially it was all fine in the, in, up until the 70s and 80s and then it all got kind of uh, taken over but uh, but anyway that, that's not what I was calling about okay well, yeah, yeah, somehow, and yet you did <laughs> yeah you did yeah no before 79 it was like the playground for the west it was like Berlin Berlin in the 30s mm, what like Abu Dhabi well, now um, yeah, well, the, the main uh, character in the you can't go I've got all of this just from a Sorry. cartoon yeah, no, but she, well, it, 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 it's her own personal journey from her own experience. But you, uh, with, with respect, Pablo, every time you phone up and tell us a fact, a very quick Google tends to prove it's not. So... Oh, check it out, check it out. Well, baby. no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. A bit to. busy. Okay. Oh, no, fair enough. But what, what I was going to be calling about is um, I've managed to uh, secure an interview with a certain uh, paranormal expert... Um, and I was just wondering if uh, I could get a little bit of a, a tip or a... David Babcock? Yeah, he's a, he's a knob, and he plays flight simulators, which makes him, in my mind, very, very suspicious. And I'm not allowed to say in what way, but but I think you know what way. Oh, no, I'm familiar with him. He's, he's got some sort of uh, Henry Hoover obsession. But yeah. uh, that, that, that's not the particular... Okay. Paranormal expert I'm talking about. I'm, I'm more speaking of uh, the, the the of the Baptiste variety. Oh God! I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll 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 get him to cancel. I have no idea, Pablo. Go and go and go 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 go. Let's go to Tony. Good evening, Tony. Good evening, Mr. Lee. How are you? I'm feeling suspicious. I was very I was very surprised tonight. I just got home from a wonderful evening out. Prove it. And I heard you and Catherine um, singing Pinball Wizard. Don't tell me you're involved in the Who in some way. I've just been to see Tommy, the live show, the album live in Dunstable. Oh! Really? It was, in, it was next to your favourite radio station in the Grove Theatre. In Dunstable? The Tommy it, Who live album live in Dunstable? In Dunstable, it was, though. It was, it was by a band called the Goldhawks. They're wonderful, Ian. That's absolutely wonderful. Wow, I don't know. I, I would be up. I mean, we're going to go up. Catherine and I are off to see The Who in two months' time, April the 8th, I think it is. But no, I, I did not know anything about this. Now, can I tell you? Now, the other thing is, um, tonight I took my brother and his wife to see it as a treat. Yes. 
A treat. It's a very weird treat. A you know, a, 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 a psychoanalytical study of child abuse. Uh, but okay. Well, yes. listen, Fifty years ago, Ian, Ian, when I was fourteen, yes. I came home from school and my brother said to me, "Get changed. You're going to see a concert tonight." Whoa. He took me to the Who in Dunstable. Wow, man! And alive. fifty years to the year, I took him to see this show tonight, and it was absolutely wonderful. Wow! And of course, fifty years ago, nineteen seventy, they would have been the first first forty minutes would have been it's, the hits. And a young man ain't got nothing in the world these days, followed by the yep. entire Tommy musical. Well, young man blues. Isn't that ironic that the young man now is more at appetite to today, isn't it? With yeah. young man's got nothing in the world, and the old man's got all the money. Yeah. Was, was Pete Townsend in the white jumpsuit then? I think it was before the white jumpsuit. Wow. Yeah, it was 1970, oh, you're talking. Oh, mate. I, um, I, uh, yeah. I've seen him at Charlton in 74. You were at the Charlton gig. My God. The first one. But tonight, this band tonight, if you ever hear the Goldhawks, they were magnificent. And they did the first half of the whole of Tommy for one hour. Yeah. Then they came back and did about 40 minutes. They did the full version of Won't Get Fooled Again. They did Who Are You? They did Baba Riley. Who, who songs? They were, they were superb. I was watching, the, I got a great DVD, I bought a couple of DVDs the other day, it's sex. I bought the Tommy double DVD, which is, is I'm going to enjoy, but it's a, it's a wonky film. Um, and I also bought The Who Live at Kilburn, 1977, and it's a really wonky concert. The, the, oh, the Who wow. are, The Who are not great, and Townsend is furious, and halfway through it, it's being filmed, obviously, and halfway through it goes, yeah. you might as well just stop the cameras, this is effing shit. <laughs> and it's just, and it's just, it's, and it is, it's raggedy, but it's, it's joyous because the fact they can't quite get it together, and it's an absolute joy. I love The Who. Tony. Maybe you said you got to see them. Is it stadium concerts they're doing this summer? I didn't realise. Arenas. They're doing arenas. I didn't want to see them at Wembley Stadium. They're playing Wembley Arena. And we've got not great tickets, but... Oh, Wembley Arena. Yeah, yeah the arena. Not great tickets in there. I'll be all right with. You know I've introduced The Who live on stage, right? I know you have. I know you have, yeah. Tony, yeah. Uh, Tony what I'm going to do... Are you near the radio? I am, yes. Put the phone down, right? Go on. Put the phone down and switch the radio on, because I'm going to talk to someone whose dad played on the Tommy soundtrack, all right? Right. Thanks for talking to you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. I believe this is Helen. Hello, Helen. Hello. Am I saying your name right, Helen? Yes, Helen. Well, Helen. Helen. I'm saying that. No, you're saying Helen for some reason. I'm saying Helen. Helen. How would you say it, Helen? Helen. Like I said it. Uh. So, hang on a minute. Your dad yeah. is Graham Deacon. He's got a page on Wikipedia, so he's... He's got a Wikipedia, yeah. He's legit. Tell me... So, this is, this is the coolest thing ever, Helen. Tell me about it. I know, it sounds pretty cool. I'm really nervous. Oh. Why are you nervous? Your dad's a rock star. <laughs> First of all, your dad was cute as a 22-year-old young man, all right? He was hot. The, weird, the weirdest thing is that picture looks just like me. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Right, okay. Well, I back, I back away. Well, not, I, I'm gonna, if you look anything like your dad did as a young man, good you're, genes, you're, man. You're, you're a hot young man, then, Helen. <laughs> Thank so, you. Thanks. I get told that all the time. So, you, uh, uh, so he, how did he end up playing with Eric Clapton on the Tommy soundtrack? Um, so, I think he used to teach himself drums when he was about eleven, and then when he was about eighteen, he got a call. I, I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but he got a, a call to <laughs> go and play with the Who. It's kind of strange. <laughs> 
I love it. I, I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but, but basically he had a call from The Who and asked, they asked him to play with them. Yeah, all, I, all I've heard is my nan basically putting him on this, like, tour bus and just, like, saying goodbye. Um, and, yeah, he ended up playing on... Well, he didn't play with The Who. He played with John Entwistle. He did John Entwistle's solo stuff. Yeah. Um, so he toured all of America with John Entwistle. Um, and I've heard some great stories about him and the Who in London, especially in a Greek restaurant where they basically ended up smashing the place up. Of course they did. It's the goddamn Who versus <laughs> the Greeks. You know, is that, that that can only end. That's double yeah, smashes. They started with the smashing of the plates, and then they basically him and Keith Moon. Oh. I can't can't even remember. I can't even believe that him and Keith Moon were in the same room together. It's amazing. Um. That they ended up like smashing the whole restaurant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but what also it's like um, me saying, "Yeah, well, when my dad was he, dad was seventeen, he he joined the army, and then he kind of left I when he was about nineteen, and he married my mum." But except some, you're, you're saying the Who and Keith Moon and smashing things up, but you're very laid back about it. Well, I bet you've heard it a million times, haven't you, Helen? I have heard it a million times, but that's why I think like sometimes. I don't know the ins and outs. Like, I don't know how it became... Like, I don't know how he got the job in the first place. Right. Like, whether he saw an advert in a paper or... I have basically got more... And this is the thing, right? This isn't... Because I've got more information from Wikipedia about the, your dad... <laughs> than, ...than I've got from you. But I'm thinking, if I was asked about my dad as a young man... I, I, there's, I don't know. Is your dad still playing the drums? Yeah, he's playing the drums, but I don't really... I haven't spoken to him for about ten years. So oh, I don't no! Really, I don't really know um, what he's up to now, but... Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. It's all good. May I ask, and you can tell me to jog on, may I ask why you don't... As, as someone who didn't speak to my dad for a long, long time, uh, may I ask why? Um, well, my parents got divorced when I was about nine, and then he's also suffered with uh, mental health issues and so because of that we've, we've just kind of drifted apart really but I think a lot of it is drug related for him right. especially because of his rock and roll past yeah that's no excuse for not being present is it though as a, as a dad as I'm sure you know yes no <laughs> you're not tempted to get in touch I'm always, I'm always tempted especially because now you've brought it up um, with his past and everything, I'd be really interested to know all these kind of... Here's, here's the thing. The, 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 this, I'm putting my cod psychologist hat on for a second, and if I cross the line, you know you can tell me to get lost. The fact that you tweeted me about him and the fact mm -hmm. that you have called in about him says to me that there is still... You still have some emotional connection with him. I don't want to go as far as say you still love him. I don't know. But it feels like there is a pride. There is something there... Yeah, I think pride. It's a sense of pride yeah. and just, like, wanting to show off about it, really. Yeah. And he's 70 now. He, well, you you know... He was born in 1950, you know, according to Wikipedia, yeah. So, <laughs> so, he's 70 now. And, um, you know, he ain't going to be around for much longer. 
And I just wonder, as someone, I may, I didn't speak to my dad for a long time because we found out he was having affairs and he had loads of kids all over the place that we didn't know about and, and I, I cut him off oh. for a long time. But then I made mom, peace with him. My mum does joke about that. Sorry? My mum does, does joke about that. Well, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Touring and all of that stuff. It but is possible. My, siblings all over the place. my dad was actually doing it and, you know, and, and, and I didn't speak to him for a long time. Then I made peace with him. Um, completely unexpected, and then about 18 months, two years after I made peace, he got ill and he died. And I'm so glad, and I'm not telling you what to do, and I'm, I feel I maybe am stepping a little bit close to the line. I am so glad, so glad, that I made peace with him and was able to pull him up on some of the stuff that he'd done. Not all of it, but some of it. And also, I could apologise for some of the stuff that I'd done before he got ill and before he died. If yeah. I if I hadn't if I hadn't have done that before he died, I think I would be carrying around a lot of his shit forever. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I hope that's not cross I hope that's not stepping over the line oh, or anything. I think you're totally bang on there. Totally. Have you got his number? It, well he doesn't have a mobile phone. Of course he doesn't. He's an old rock star. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an old rocker. He basically I speak to him on like weirdly on LinkedIn. <laughs> hang on, uh, no one uses no one uses well, LinkedIn. Hang on, oh. okay. her dad and Daltrey are on there. LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn. Wow, so you'll, find, you'll find him on LinkedIn. Okay, um, <laughs> my my suggestion, uh, my suggestion, get in touch with him. But I'm not telling you. I'm just putting that out there. And I know Thank I you. I think that's going to just sit in your head for a little while. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you, Helen. If uh, you, I hope I've enlightened you a little bit. Not in the slightest, no. no. You steered us towards no. Wikipedia, and that's always helpful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, thanks so much for getting in touch, and whatever you decide, I wish you the best of luck. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you, Helen. Um, <laughs> well, that's how you say it. That's how you say it. Oh, God. Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
like every sort of four or five years. This isn't this isn't the real Tommy album. This is the movie soundtrack. There are loads of different versions. There's this. There's the version with Ringo Starr and Peter Sellers. But every four or five years, I dig out the original Tommy album and it sits in my car. And man, it's weird. Your calls tonight, guys. 03444991000. Excellent, excellent stuff. Who has seen the short 17-minute film on Netflix where David Lynch interviews a monkey? You seen that, Catherine? No. There's a seven, has anyone seen it? Because I forgot it was there and Imani's just Facebooked about it. And um, I, f- I, I knew it was coming up. It's a 17-minute film where David Lynch... I think interviews a monkey about crime or something. It's an actual. I mean, he's, he's... Um, did the monkey do it? No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the monkey. Oh, now that is an adorable. It's monkey. a cutie monkey. It gets four stars in the. It's called What Did Jack Do? Hang on, let's read the Guardian review. In this two-hander, um, the director plays a cop interrogating a capuchin monkey accused of murder, which is as funny and absurd as it sounds. Um, David Lynch has released a characteristically strange and funny 17-minute two-hander entitled What Did Jack Do? on Netflix. It's in black and white with cod scratches on the print, the result being something not merely ancient but unearthly looking as if recovered from some cinematique archive on a distant planet. Um, Lynch himself plays a cop in dark suit and tie, distractedly smoking a cigarette in what could be any modern era before the smoking ban. Across a tiny and oddly secluded table in what appears to be a railroad station caf, cafe, he is interrogating a suspect whom he has managed to track down to this station because his train was delayed. And the suspect is a capuchin monkey named Jack Cruz. This trained animal speaks in a croaky, strained voice. Oh. Oh, man, I'm having that. Oh, that's that's the weekend sorted. That could be the, f- the film that introduces my children to David Lynch. 0344 499 another 50 minutes of this. Um, I'm Ian Lee, you are... Catherine Boyle. 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 I should really write it down. Sorry? Wow. Oh, I should write it down. I'll remember it one day. Hello, Tina. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Tina. What would you like to present to the crew? Uh, can I present to you? I had a lovely conversation with you last night, and I was crying with laughter when you hung up and said about forgive Tina and her filthy whatever. Oh God, you were talking about your mum's bumhole. Yeah. Yep. What's wrong with that? Nothing. It's a beautiful bumhole. Um, I know you've been there. Anyway, when I got off and I finished laughing, I started crying, and I went to my emergency. Um, emergency hospital, uh, what do you call it, urgent care centre, because it's not a casualty anymore. Yeah. Oh, God, I haven't slept, mate. What's going I've on? Got, Are you bonkers? I'm, I'm calling you at stupid Exactly. So, what, hang on, so this was all last night after you spoke to us? Yeah. What was going on with you? Uh, last time you said, am I drunk? No, I was on diazepam, because oh, I've okay. had some raw stuff. I, I've got a kidney infection, right. severe kidney infection, so um, I don't know if you've ever had one. No. Uh, it's excruciating, Ian, right. excruciating. Yeah, I, bet, I, bet. I was calling you to get some bare laughs, and I did, thank you very much, that, that really helped, and then I was crying. Uh, I so know. I did, the, my... did the laughs make the kidney work? Is she phoning up to sue me, Catherine? Is this a suing? She said no. that my, 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 no. my laugh ruined her I'm kidneys. I'm sure she'd say if she was. No. 
No, I told you I was going to be your manager and I wasn't going to take 15% like all the others. I'd take 5%, remember? Yes. And I love your show. I'm a good friend of Matthew, but I love your show better. Thank you. Thank you. But he's not up, so he won't hear this. <laughs> anyway, I, I went... I don't know what you... Here's the thing. I don't know what you're saying. What? what okay, I'm well, also... I went over to Casualty, and it's not Casualty, it's Urgent Care now. Yeah. And they... Urgent Care shuts at 12 o'clock, and because I was mucking about with you... Right. I didn't get over there in time to be treated. Uh-oh. So you I did? had to call... Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming at you from... Beyond the grave, like Cleopatra. Else. No, they weren't from beyond the grave, were they, Cleopatra? They were um, school children. Okay. What are you on, Ian, anyway? Oh, I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm, on, I'm on Jesus. Um, no, so, you know what? I've been listening to you tonight, and mm, what a sweet, man. lovely man. That sounds patronising. Sweet, I lovely man. Hang on just one second, Tina. Catherine... Just got called a sweet, lovely man. So everything you said to me before the show to try and um, ruin my confidence, <laughs> girlfriend, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. But bear in mind that I'm I'm on another plane now because I'm I'm in excruciating pain. Okay, she said it. But you got to take it from that, right? Anyway, the long and the short of it, I'm still up now. So in go to about, bed. No, I can't. I'm sitting in a bowl, like a wash bowl. I'm only four foot eleven, and it's a big wash bowl. I'm sitting in there. Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Thumbelina, Tina. Yay! Wow. I, they used to call me Tina Rabina. Anyway, I'm on my antibiotic. They didn't give me anything. I was in a in an ambulance, and they were going to blue light me to St Mary's because the urgent care centre has been taken over by a private yes. health company, okay. which... It was 24-7. And I was what, have you, what have you called us for? To tell you my problems, and you're counselling everyone else about their problems, so just just bear with me a minute. <laughs> it sounds a bit more medical, though, Tina, and we've been struck off. I don't know whether you heard the news, but we're not allowed to practice anymore. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, they took away our medical licence. My white coat. All right, all right, should we go and talk about the who, then? Because the who grew up on my estate, white city estate. <laughs> Why don't you ring up Roger Daltrey for medical advice? I don't like Roger Daltrey. I'd, I'd phone Pete. Phone Pete. Pete would know what to do. Pete would know what to do, I think. Listen, listen. Yeah. Yes. If I had his number, I'd call him right now. Yeah. I, I was... My brother brothers are about the same age as the Who, so they used to go to the same clubs and stuff. My brother's oh. a drummer. My great-granddad was a drummer oh. in the IRA before they started bombing. When in they the, your great-grandfather was a drummer in the IRA. I don't, I don't think I've got any of their records. <laughs> I've got some. Okay. Tina, I've got no idea what that was about, but go and get some rest because it sounds like you need it. Thank you so much for your call. Always a pleasure. I'm going to move on because the phones have gone a little bit mental for some reason. Let's go to Rob. Good evening, Rob. Ian, how you doing? What you got for us? I've got three things for you. Firstly... Um, Tina, Tina, bless her. My wife had kidney stones, and it's excruciating. I haven't suffered it. I don't think I it was kidney stones. No. Was it not? Did I get it wrong? I think it was like Sorry. a kidney infection. infection. But again, uh -huh. I'm not. Uh, okay. Again, we are, we're not allowed to discuss medical issues because the last time we did, last time we did, right. last time we did, someone someone died. Yes. I right. don't. You, that I don't, was that emergency tracheostomy. I don't I'll, think you can I'll blame pretend. it directly on us. Well, I wouldn't. But the wouldn't. court did. I wouldn't. Oh well, I wouldn't. I've got two. I've got two things then for you, rather than three. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I listen to your podcast. I travel a lot. Uh, the last time I was listening to you was about two days ago on a flight to Zurich, and I was listening to you, and I thought, 
Ian and Cass sound incredibly drunk. Yeah, right, that was the, the drunk show. That was the drunk show we did a couple of nights ago, wasn't it? No, Keith? it wasn't. No, no. And then I realised, and I don't know if you know this, but on the iTunes, oh, you muppet. Podcast, yeah, you know what I've done. You played it at one point five or two double speed or something. Absolutely hilarious. You absolutely absolute pudding. And I, and I don't know if you've actually listened to yourselves, but it is incredibly funny. I bet we sound great. Bet we sound younger. Bet we sound. I, bet I, prob- I probably still sound as hot as I am now. That's a great idea, actually. I don't know why I've never done that. What? Listen to things at double the speed. You can listen. You then can listen to twice as much. Shall I play you? Shall I play you? Please I'll- do. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm going to put you on speaker. So forgive me. I know you don't like it, but forgive me. I'll okay. forgive you in this one instance. I've got one other thing to tell you about Roger Daltrey. Bang on set. Let me, let me play you. Screen. My phone. Oh, he slowed it down. Don't- so I don't know. Who's called in? I know the first caller, because <laughs> I saw it as we were coming up with, with the plan. So I know the first caller. So you can understand why I thought you Get, get into Kath. I want to hear Kath like that, because oh this, this is how I met her. <laughs> I'll see, but I can see, but... I'll, Come on, Rizzo. That's not Kath. That's, that's not, not me. That's probably a normal speed caller. <laughs> Don't know who that is. But, <laughs> that was Tina. Try, it, honestly, it's absolutely hilarious. It's double speed. Honestly, it's a, it's another it's another game. But right, so <laughs> thank that, you, Rob. Like, that's fun. <laughs> I, I thought I'd share that with you. But try, seriously, have have a play with it. The third thing is now. Um, this is a this is something completely different. You, I know you're a Roger Daltrey fan. And um, I don't know whether any of your listeners have ever been in a situation that I have where you've discovered that you have a family member who is famous. Okay, and so... My, my kids the, are about to discover it, but anyway, yes. So anyway, so the story, the story is, on, on my surname is Thorpe, as in Thorpe Park. Yeah. And two, in, in 2000, my father and I were sat in a bar, we were watching the Sydney Olympics, and Ian Thorpe was about to dive into the swimming pool. Right. And I said to my dad... We could be connected. We could be. We could be. You know, maybe he's a family member. My dad said, actually, maybe we could because my cousin emigrated to to Australia oh. and he was into music. Yeah. And anyway, so and anyway, so so I thought, okay, let's look into it. My dad said, I think maybe he 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 got he he had a few hits. He had a few records in Australia. Yeah. So I looked him up, and this is the, and and my dad's cousin is, an, is a chap called Billy Thorpe. And I tracked him down, and Billy Thorpe had a number of hits in Australia. In fact, he knocked the Beatles off the charts Jeez. in Australia. So you can Google him. If you type in Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs, you'll find him. Yeah, okay. Anyway, well, this, well, 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 hang on one, one second. Okay, hang on one second, guys, because, because, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome, live on stage, it's Rob's uncle, Billy Thorpe. Here well, we go. It's a bit tenuous. It's a bit tenuous. Hang I'm on. Gonna get, I'm going to get you on the door. Hang on. This is your uncle. Have you got poison ivy? Poison ivy. I've got children of the sun. Oh, that's that. Well, amazing. I mean, it, that's he's probably his second or third biggest hit. <laughs> what the hell is that? Is this children of the sun from Billy Thorpe. Hang on. Yeah, you need, you need to move it. Is this him? This is track five from the rare Australian CD release of Billy Thorpe's <laughs> Children of the Sun. <laughs> this is this is seven A record. Next. Is this him? Yeah, it is him. This is great, man. I've got to tell you the Roger Dalton In a minute. Oh, look at him. He looks like Avid Marion. Yeah. 
They travel through the world on a slippery night. This is great, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're loving it. Yes. You you wait till I want to tell you next. The people of the earth stood waiting. Watching as the ships came one by. He's done a concept yeah. album called Children of the Sun. I like your Uncle Billy. Right. How does okay. this link up so, to Dog so, Tree? So, 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 the, the, so the story is, I'm yes. sat, in a, sat in a pub with my dad. He said, we, my cousin went to Australia, he had a few hits. So I came home, I looked him up, and I found him, his studio that he was recording, and I sent an email to, to the studio saying, I think my dad is Billy's cousin. Can we have a million dollars, please? Can I have a million dollars? But anyway, so next thing I get an email back from Billy saying, yes, I am your dad's cousin. I emigrated from the UK when I was six years old. I remember your dad. I'm coming over to the UK in January to stay with Roger Daltrey because we're good friends. Let's hook up. Let's meet up. And anyway, so he came over to the UK and met with my father probably six, about a couple of weeks after he came back to the UK and sadly died about a month later. No! Yeah. Oh! And, and when, he, when he passed away, he, his funeral was streamed on Sky TV in Australia. Uh, Olivia Newton-Dong came out. Olivia Newton-Dong, did you just say? Dong, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. said Olivia Newton-Dong! I've been, tra- I've been travelling, it's, been, it's, it's late. Yeah. Um, Brian Brown and, and various other secondary sort of C-list Australian yeah. celebrities came out. But, so the point, so, so, so here's the sort of very, here's his point I'm making, which is, I don't know how many of your listeners have got or ever experienced a famous family member that didn't know for a very strange and odd conversation with, with a family member. Okay, we will put it. Tenuous. Tenuous. Uh, Rob, I, I love it. I love it, mate. Tonight's show is, thank you for that, genuinely. Tonight's show has been sponsored by The Who. Uh, we've got Josephine and we've got Tommy on the line. It's all taking shape. We didn't do that break, did we? No, it's now. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, well, uh, do you know what? I don't think we're going to do the um, Periscope Love Bomb tonight. <laughs> we have quite a lot of love anyway, we? Have, this is, oh, this has been wonderful. This has been one of my favourite shows. The calls we've had tonight... You'd expect, you'd, you'd hope to get one or two calls like that a week, right? And we've had a whole show of it. It's been incredible. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Don't let that put you off thinking you have to live up to those incredibly high standards or have a story about the who. But let's go to Josephine. Good evening, Josephine. Hi, Ian. Hello, um, hello Josephine. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, are you, you're not on speakerphone, are you? I was, because I was waiting to go on to you. Okay, well, um, you're on to us now, so I'm let's come... Beautiful, thank you. Um, hi, Ian. Um, basically, I want to talk about mental health, um, because in the last month, I've um, had really bad experience with the mental health team in London. Go on. Tower Hamlets. Um, I tried committing suicide a few weeks back, um, and they made me believe they were going to give me help. They put me into a hospital, uh, medicated me for seven days, and then released me with no like no medication, nothing. Um, told my doctors that they didn't prescribe me anything. Uh, made up a load of stuff because uh, my boyfriend Martin. All right, let's not have let's not have any more names if that's all right, please. Just because people aren't here and it gets a bit tricky. It's all right, don't worry. 
and yeah, he called up and, and was um, telling them, like, you know, what are you going to do to help her and stuff? Yeah. And yeah, they just blatantly lied and... Okay, well, th- okay, I have to say, I have to say now, because you've named the health authority, that they aren't here um, to defend themselves, and I, I suspect they would, they would put forward a different case. Um, but yeah. So what, so how are you, here's the thing, we all know that there ain't enough money for this kind of stuff, and um, that, that people are dying needlessly, all around the country, I'm, you know, not talking specifically about that one place now, all around the country, because there ain't enough money for that kind of stuff. How are you right this second? At the moment, um, I'm still not. I'm not being medicated properly. They, um, I end up going back a week later. Yeah. Um, so they had to eat their words, a matter of fact. Um, right. But I'm going to ask you this question again. This is a really important question. How, how are you? How are you right now? At the moment, I feel okay. Yeah. Um, I do go up and down. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie, you know. Um, but yeah, um, I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm struggling. You yeah, know, yeah, I can and hear I've, that. I've asked for help, and I feel like they're kicking me down. What I'm help? Asked. What help would you like from them? I want to have the the. I want to have like someone to talk to about obviously the issues instead of them just giving me a load of medication. Have they put you on the help. waiting list for a talking therapy? I I've been on a waiting list for it for the last six months. Yeah, the waiting list is long. Six months is, seems especially long, but the waiting list is long. And then you only get, I think, between eight and twelve weeks, anyway, don't you? Yeah. And that's yeah. but that's and that's standard across the country. You don't get, unfortunately, um, any more than that, which is is I think is wrong. But that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's, they've they've mistreated me so bad. Well. Other patients who I can't name, obviously. No, okay, okay. Would happily say it themselves. They've all needed help, and they've just been booted out of this hospital. They're medicating you, seeing that you're okay on the medication, and then just leaving you, not giving you a plan, nothing. Okay, well, you know? is, okay. Well, if they if they've let you down as badly as you say they have, what can yeah. you do to put in place a plan yourself? Well, um, I've gone to my doctors. I've asked them to refer me to places. Yeah. Um, I've got a load of leaflets on places that I can go with people with mental health. And have you spoken to those um, places? I, I, yes, I have. Yes, and what, have. what, what have um, they... And we'll be starting groups there soon. Beautiful. Okay, so you, so you, you, it's not a completely hopeless... I'm calling you a hopeless case, but it's not completely hopeless. You, you've managed to find, what, a group, a couple of groups that you can go... Yeah, it, there's a, there's about seven, eight groups that I called up, and two of them have responded to me. Beautiful. Because otherwise they have to be... It's, uh, I've done a self-referral where other ones have to be referred. Yeah. Um, and my doctor is going to help me be referred Good. to the other ones on Friday. Good, my, okay. That. So that's something. That's not I, not the ideal situation, but that is that is something. Um, yeah. And it sounds like you've got a very good partner who... Um, I thought you were going to say something rude about him, so we can talk about Martin now, because I thought you were going to say something else. It sounds like you've got a very no, good... Martin's really good. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a good partner who's on your side. Yeah. So I'm guessing that must be, um, that must be helpful for you. It can be, but like it also can get frustrating where I'm not well, where yeah. my medication's not done properly. He takes a hell of a lot off of me, of considering, and like... You know, anyone else would have told me to F off, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yes, I know but, what the F, yeah. F stands for, yes. <laughs> I know exactly what the F stands for. Um, you, have you ever tried speaking to the Samaritans? Um, 
Well, actually, I, was, I actually went on Periscope and I found a helpful load of people on there. Beautiful. And a lady there worked for Crisis. Um, oh. She worked for Crisis in America. But she gave me a number for Crisis in uh, London. Okay. And I've been doing that. If you get phone numbers like that, use them. That's the, um, that's the thing I've learned is... Uh, it's great having all these phone numbers and all these leaflets and stuff, but you need to do what sounds like you've been doing, and you need to you need to phone them, and you need to. Um, right, again, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of it comes down to money, and a lot of these charities and these you know official bodies they haven't got the money, and that's awful. That's an awful state of things. Tell you what else it comes down to: determination. And some people who are so ill haven't got the fight in them that you've got. So well done for. I didn't have the fight to be honest. It's so, only because I've got Martin on my side. Well, that's brilliant. It's helped me. Yeah. It's helped me like come out of my dark times. And he kicks me up the bum really and says, "Come on, you've got to do this. You've got to do it, Joe. Come on, get yourself up and go do it." And he, he does help me. And it, even though he can't be with me all the time, he yeah. still makes sure uh, he calls me and stuff to make sure I'm fine. He sounds like an absolute um, treasure. I call him at stupid o'clock as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that like, he'll tell you that himself. Um, Hang in there, Joe. I hope that doesn't sound patronising, but sometimes that's all we can do when we're feeling uh, we're feeling particularly rough. You sound like a good person, um, and um, I've, I've got my fingers crossed for you that, that it all works out. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Joe. Take care. I really appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Hey, guys. Come on and cut. Come on in. Hey, Tommy. Welcome to the show. What can we do for you? Uh, I was going to phone up and be a bit goofy and say stupid stuff that would probably cut, but after... Josephine's call, you know, I think just to let Josephine know that everybody is here for her, you know, and you guys are there for her. She wants to phone up any time, you know. The, the, the late night alternative... Who is this guy telling people to keep phone... Who is this joker? How dare you, Tommy, tell people they can phone my show whenever they want? How dare you? Everybody call. Everybody call, not everybody. God, we couldn't handle it. Uh, no, we're always happy to. You're right. We're always happy to talk to people like Joe and stuff uh, like that. And um, yeah, it's it's how we've had a. What's what's been interesting? We've had. Well, I was going to say a couple. We've had more than a couple of calls tonight, where people are, uh, are struggling in all different kinds of ways. And there's not actually me, anything me or Ka me and Catherine can say or do. Oh. Sometimes, you know, someone phones up and says, oh, I haven't eaten for a week, I'm hungry. Oh, that's fine. All right, well, we'll, we'll buy you a pizza or we'll buy you a Tesco shop. That's an easy thing. That's, a, that's an obvious, easy thing we can do. Or someone's, you know, struggling with booze. Okay, well, I can tell you what I did. That's an easy thing. Or someone is feeling very low. Well, okay, well, we can talk. Blah, 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 blah. But there have been several calls tonight. James being one of them and, and, and the, the few calls where actually... There's nothing we can say. Mm. There's nothing we can say that will make things better. All we can say is, I understand. Yeah. That's it. I understand. Do you know what I mean, Catherine? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes saying it out loud to someone just relieves a little bit of the pressure, so it gives you a bit more strength to carry on the next day. Um, mm -hmm. So, but, you know, I'm always really... I'm always really humbled by the fact that people trust us to that level where they can come on and tell us that stuff, knowing that there's not an awful lot we can do about it, but just listen. You could still do your silly stuff if you want, to. We'd love that. Go on. <laughs> Go on. No, it's good. I mean, you've helped me plenty of times, you know, after my wife passed away and yeah. drink problems I've got, you know. Uh, and the nights that I can try and stay sober, I come and listen to you guys, so that's good. Nice but my favourite actor of all time is Oliver Reed. Oh, God. Great actor. Yeah. yeah. Going to still do a song tonight? Do you want me to do... I've done... A, you want me to do a... What? You want, me, you want to do a song or you want me to do a song? No, you can't... You can't do... From Tommy, uh, do you think he's all right? 
Oh my God, I don't even know it. <laughs> Let me play. Oliver Reed is in Tommy. Yeah. And um, is it is that what he sings? Do you think he's all right? Yeah, he sings. Do you yeah, think he's, he's all right? No, that's not. All right. No, that's not what he sings, is it? Oliver Reed, Tommy. No, 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 no. He sings. And by the way, Anne Margaret is just in this movie, and it's just a, it's just a joy. No, he sings. Hang on, stay there. He sings. He sings. Christmas, I think. Here we go. Oh no, does he? Or maybe he does, uh... Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. Maybe he does sing Do You Think He's Alright. Does he? Yeah, he's, he's in that. Oliver Reed, Tommy, do you think he's alright? I can't, it's so long since I've seen the, the film. Oh. Is this it? <laughs> for the synthesizers here. Do you think it's all right That's Anne Margaret. To leave the boy with here comes uh, Oliver Reed. Do you think it's all right Something about him I don't really like Do you think it's all right I think it's all right yes, I think that's it. There we go. That was that was Oliver well, reading in Tommy. Well, I thought that was your cat. Shut. Oh, yeah. Joking, flipping joking. Cut that idiot off. The best song in the whole Tommy movie. Uh, sorry, we're, we're doing. This is the best song in the movie. It's not in the original app. This is great. Townsend's younger brother Simon. Right. <laughs> That's enough of Tommy the movie. Jesus. This is his. I wonder how we've we have put on a lot of listeners in the last two um last six months. It's and, the singing. Uh, well I wonder, you know, it, it, every time we do that, I then go super niche and we're playing songs from Tommy the movie. <laughs> It's not even the album. It's the movie. That's how you. That's how you lose listeners. Catherine, yeah. Have you brought anything to the show? Tonight? Loads of stuff that we've not even gone let's anywhere do, near. Let's do some stuff because the switchboard is empty. If you want to give us a call, now is a great time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. In the meantime, let's chat. Let me tell you about a load of strippers that got stiffed at the Super Bowl. Excuse me. That's, that's, hey, hey, no, no. That is no J Lo and Shakira. Uh, great singers and dancers don't please don't call them strippers <laughs> sunday wasn't so super after all for miami strippers dancers who appeared to be ankle deep in cash from super bowl celebrations were apparently stiffed mm. by the jiggle joint according to a report can you tell which publication this is from um no it's the new york post okay jiggle joint jiggle joint the women didn't my take my nickname at school 
The, the women didn't take home most of the money, blanketing the floors of the unnamed Magic City Strip Club, one of the exotic dancers told Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports? You Barstools. The dancer, who wasn't identified, said the club pulled a fast one on its performers, promising that the cool million we'd thrown away on game day, the sports blog reported. I'm going to do it in this voice if it's the New York Times. Yeah, this why is the not? Way they, this You're is the way they write. Do it, do it in a Jamaican accent, why when not? When the night was over, the club insisted that the boatloads of cash only amounted to $177,000 they said they were supposed to throw a million but they only counted 360k and then it went down to 117k she wrote on instagram i think they finessed us because we don't know the exact amount counted she claimed that at one point the joint tried no to send her home about, with a 15 dollar deficit from the night they tried to send us home with 300 dollars after no. the split but we played 350 to dance she said oh. so everyone Hang on, raised- they have to pay to dance yeah Oh, no, 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 no. So everyone no. raised hell and we got 1,100 each after being forced to be there for 15 hours. No. 15 hours in a jiggle joint, imagine. I have to pay to jiggle in a jiggle joint. Mm-hmm. That, that seems, that seems, uh, and then they make the money that gets thrown at them. Yeah, when oh, people make it rain. Is that how, the only, I don't think I've been in an American jiggle joint once, actually. Once I've been in an American jiggle joint. All I really know about American jiggle joints is from the movies. Yeah. Um, that I watch. Yeah. Um, and, um. If JLo offers you a drink, say no. Why? Because I saw, um, Hustlers and it, it doesn't end pretty. Okay. Um, I would take the risk. Well, you um, wouldn't know anything about it. Um, but, okay. So, but, so they, they have to pay to dance and then they obviously have to work it and get the, to get the tips, but mm-hmm. they're not allowed to take tips if you understand uh, my vernacular. Thank you. No touching allowed. Um, okay, continue. So this particular play. strip joint made headlines after footage circulated of dancers sauntering around piles of cash on the stage as football fans partied after the Kansas City Chiefs went over the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. Yeah, you can see it online. It's basically there's a load of girls and they are sort of ankle deep in, in wads of cash. Yeah. I, of, I often the wonder how, how you get your hands on the Benjamins, because you end up with no clothes on, right? Yeah. And I know they've seen everything already, but you bending over and scraping up all the money is not a great look, is it? So I saw Hustlers, and Jennifer Lopez makes it rain, right? Of course she does. She's Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, but then she walks off the... St- she grabs a couple of wads, sticks it down the top of her... Uh, bra, um, but the rest of the money is just left there. That's a lot of trust, isn't it, to place in an imaginary strip club? Um, I have other questions about that film too, but we've not got all night. I think I've told you this before. I went, when I was 16, me and my friends went to see a live sex show. No, you haven't told me this Have story. I not told you this? I think I have. 16 or maybe 17. We went to London in Soho. Now, Soho is all... Um, what do they call it now? Gentrified. But you used to get the peep shows in the, like, the little alleyways in Soho. You have a sign saying peep show. And, I mean, I've, 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 if I'm honest, I've been in there a couple of times. They're not, they're, they're horrible. You put in a quid, you get, you get a bored girl for 20 seconds and, and it shuts. And it's, it's, it, no one's a winner in, in, in that. It's not something I'm proud of. But, um, 16 or 17, me and, me and three friends, were going to Soho, and uh, it was live sex show, like two pounds each or five pounds each or something. Oh yeah, you have told me the story. So we paid up our money. It's like a sexy lady on the door, and we paid up our money, and we went downstairs, and we were terrified, right? Went downstairs to this tiny room, and there's like a bed, and there's like sort of couches, and there's a bar, 
And we sat down, and the lady said, right, well, the show's going to start in about 20 minutes. Can I get you guys a drink? And it wasn't a question. Yeah, and we said, um, someone said I'll have a beer, and the rest of us went, no, we're okay, thanks. She went, okay, well, would you like to buy, and she brought a beer, and it was like a tenner. <laughs> it's like in 1990. And she said, okay, would you like to buy the girls a drink? We went, no. She went, no, I don't think you understand. Would you like to buy the girls a glass of champagne? And we're like, we haven't got any money. This is, this is it. And they, um, what did they do? They kind of like roughed us up a little bit. They roughed us up some... The what, the women, women did? The women did, and a couple of guys came along, and they sort of roughed us up a little bit, and they went through our pockets. Wow. And they took all the money that we had, and then they kicked us out. Now, we're really lucky we didn't get marched to a cash point. Although we wouldn't have had any money. Here's the thing. Two weeks later, and we came out going, oh, geez, that was the most terrifying thing in my life. My God, and we'd given all our money away, and I mean, a few quid. Well, two weeks later, I'm back there on my own. And this is the insanity of, of, of addiction and, and stuff. And I thought, well, maybe it'll be different this time. And I went to exactly the same one. I paid the five pounds in. I remember I had, and I went and sat down, and then the same thing happened. And I said, I haven't got any money. And she went, yes, you have. Yes, you have. Stand up. What have you got? And she's frisking me, and I'm really terrified. There are the people there at this point, or no? There were, like, a couple of other guys. Yeah, yeah, there were. And, um, and I remember, because I had to empty my pockets, and I remember because at the time, I was really embarrassed because I had a Boots own brand Walkman. Because it was cheap. I had one of them. And it, mine was white. And it was covered in, in black fingerprints. I, I used to do it and I did the free papers. And, um, and I was really embarrassed by that. And they took everything out and they, and I said, I, Oh God, I need that money to get home. And they said, We don't care. And they took it out and it got a bit rough. And they were going, they were going to march me to a cash point. And I was so, I think I may have even started crying. Oh, wow. I right. think I started crying. I don't blame you. How old are you at this point? 16 or 17. Yeah. No older than 17 think I started crying and they said, I'll oh, just F off and don't come back. Wow. And I got kicked out. And But the, the insanity of going back two weeks later and expecting a different result. Oh, it was, it was, it and was, on your own as well. I mean, I was terrifying. They, pro they probably were slightly, uh, I don't know, more careful with you because there was three of you. Yeah. One, on, one of you. Yeah, no threat was, at all. It was horrible. Anyway, um, that's when I went to see a live sex show twice in London as a child. I didn't see any live sex. Didn't see. I saw you know, I saw some you know, I, I saw some you know, well-rounded ladies in in um, Basques. They're walking around in Basques, so you know, it wasn't completely a you waste. Got your fibers worth. <laughs> got my fibers worth totally. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. Ten more minutes before Daryl comes in. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call. Two, sorry, you're going to say something? Yeah, go on. Right, here's another thing. Yeah, uh, that's the sec that's the second book we're doing, by the way. Yeah, here's another thing. Liza Minnelli. Yes, is not going to watch Judy. Oh, the film about my mum. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but apparently this is news, right? Uh, no, I'll tell you what is news is that Matthew Perry is the last member of Friends to get an Instagram account. And he's put nothing on there. That's news. Apart from a picture Flip of himself it. smiling. That was in the news bulletin. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to criticise this station anymore, but 
Jeez. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so um, Liza Minnelli has zero interest in seeing... See, right, why is this a surprise? Her mum had the most tragic end. <laughs> and Liza's had a fair share of troubles herself. Yeah. Of course she's not going to watch that film. Yeah. Liza Minnelli has zero interest in seeing Judy, the Renee Zellweger starring biopic about her late mother, legend Judy Garland. The 73-year-old actress not only said she has no plans to screen the flick, but she tossed a dollop of shade at Zellweger saying, I hope she had a good time making it according to a new interview with Variety. Well, hang on, Mark how is that Malkin. dollop of shade? It depends how you say it. Well, exactly. I hope she... Well, I'm not going to watch it, but I hope she had a good time making it. I hope she had a good time making, making it. Making it. Mm. I mean... It's not the first time Minnelli, a Best Actress Oscar winner from the 1972 film Cabaret, in case you didn't know who Liza Minnelli was, for God's sake, threw cold water on That's the movie. That's Liza with a Z! <laughs> which focused on a turbulent time in Garland's life, including a rocky string of shows at a London nightclub in 1969. In 2018, she responded to rumours of her involvement in the project with a Mariah Carey-worthy I-don't-know-her post on Facebook saying she'd never met nor spoken to Zellweger. Again... We may be reading a bit much into a seventy-odd-year-old woman going. I have no idea what this is. It's like it's like when you you see um, a headline: Philip Schofield is was snubs guest on all it is, is. Is is he just turned to look over his shoulder and it? You oh, know, or there'll be something about loose women that they've had a massive bust up, and you watch it and you go, "Oh right, they were doing a thing." Yeah, they were doing a thing. Um, I do not approve nor sanction the upcoming film about Judy Garland in any way, wrote Minnelli, whose father was the director, Vinci... Is it Vincent or Vincenti Minnelli? I guess it would be Vincent. Vincenti. Well, is, is there an I at the end? No, in E. Well, it's Vincenti. Vincenti. Yeah, but did but they call him Vincent? It's like Helen. But didn't they call him Vincent? That's... Minnelli. That's irrelevant. Irrelevante. <laughs> Minnelli isn't the only <laughs> family <Bene>. member vowing <laughs> to avoid Judy. Lorna Luft... Garland's 67-year-old daughter with ex-husband Sidney Luft said she wouldn't see it, saying she's really protective of her mother's legacy and career. I feel that if you... I saw it. I think the, I think the Minnellis are wrong. I think uh, it, I, I saw it and I was really struck by it, but I did not know Judy Garland and she I was not my mother. the Garlands and the Minnellis and the Vincenzis are wrong to not watch this movie. For me, it's a masterpiece. I give it five out of five. Great set pieces, superb casting, wonderful musical numbers. If you don't miss this, if you don't watch this, then you're a loser. So I'm, that's, I'm throwing shade at Liza with a Z. With a Z, excuse me. A Z. A Z. I like Liza with a Z. I like her. Anyway, so that's the end of that story. Bereaved family doesn't want to see film supposing things about their mother. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, we're going what are we doing? We're, 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 we're going in with style. We're going in with style. It's going to have a little bit of what I like to call the old S-T-Y-L-E. Style is what I like to call this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. terrific and seeing how you are can I tell you something it's an unusual look white suit is this Liza white suit white blouse that is undone all the way down of course it is. and tucked into the jeans so there's just an oh, the, white, the white suit so there's just just a strip of flesh 
Oh, but this was her uh, most... No, she's great. ...doe-eyed. I've seen her live in concert. We left in the interval. Oh, why? Don't know why. Because you were silly sods. We spent, like... The, the tickets were, like, 350 quid each. Now, wait, it's not a big problem, but it is a problem. It's my name. It's, I'm not going to watch you the know, movie. I find that still a, a lot of people call me Lisa. Wrong! <laughs> my name is Liza. Liza. Has a Z in it. Well, for instance, somebody will come up to me on the street and say, Hello, Lisa, how are you? Saying, fine, thank you, but it's Liza. Or somebody will say, Lisa, what a nice hat you have on. I'll say, thank you very much, but my name is Liza. And that's my hair. <laughs> so you can see what I mean. Anyway, I've been try trying to figure out a final solution to this whole thing, and I think I've Final solution. Final solution. Oh, Liza Minnelli promotes a final solution. Flipping it. That got Katie Hopkins the sack from LBC. That's my hair. So, you can see what I mean. Anyway, I've been try trying to figure out a final solution to this whole thing, and I think I've come up with the answer. Jack? Now, listen. It's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S, because... There we go. Oh, that's not so Oh, we know that, Liza. Yeah, it's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S. I know it's a niche impression these days, but I think I, if I work on it hard enough, I could get a Liza Minnelli quite, quite good. Oh. We'll do it then. I was doing the, the beat so you Oh, could... no, but I need to work on it. Go on then. Let's workshop it now. She's kind of got a little giggle in her voice, hasn't she? She's like a hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think probably needs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, Simon? Now, that's what you call a radio show. We haven't, well, we haven't actually, if, if you're phoning up to do the final line, we very, haven't actually finished. Very professional. Well, that's a lie. Sending out, sending out good karma. That's true. Making everybody feel good. Yes. You've made me feel good tonight, and I thank you for that. Simon? Okay. Tell your voice and tell your face. It's gone. Okay. <laughs> and then you hung up. In a, in a cheerful, jaunty manner. He stole the vibe from the show in the dying minutes of the Liza show. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for your kind words. Although that whole professional thing is, uh, is dangerous. So, um... We'll have none don't, of that. Don't spread that rumour, whatever you do. Um... A Newcastle United supporter got his tackle out to saw celebrate it. a goal. This is like old news. Yeah. Who did this? This is why radio is better than. Uh, we saw that baboon display from the terraces. The member of the. Member. Tsunami! Tsunami! Tsunami, mate! Oh, we're going to do the voice. I'm doing the voice, mate! Bizarrely flashed his willy when Alan St. Maximin scored. He didn't flash it, he waved it about. A flash is a, is a momentary peak. This Kath, was an absolute waggle. Kath is. An expert at Willie's. Oh, yeah. In an exciting FA Cup clash, Newcastle emerged 3 2 1 winners away at Oxford United thanks to a stunning goal from the player in the second half of extra time. Gosh, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? Uh, as the Newcastle fans cheered the winner, the man charged down the aisle, frantically pulling his trousers down. St. <laughs> Maximin did not see the video, the incident. But he later posted a video of a man blinking and also wrote, Me after seeing the helicopter celebration. <laughs> helicopter. The fans' antics attracted much discussion on social media, 
with eagle-eyed viewers posting a clip of the bizarre celebration. One commented, fair to say, one Newcastle fan really enjoyed that goal. While another wrote, I think this Newcastle fan got a bit excited. One simply tweeted, the magic of the cup, and a fourth posted, this man is brilliant. That's one of those stories, right, where they've just gone on Twitter, they've got a whole page out of yeah. it. Um... Here we go. An exotic dancer has doubled her earnings by wearing undies with Peter Crouch's face on it. <laughs> the, be the beanpole striker revealed he had been contacted by the mystery performer. Yeah, of course he has. She told him that her latest entrepreneurial endeavour was to design special That Peter Crouch podcast pants to wear at work. The dancer wrote to the star saying, I doubled my earnings the first night I wore them. Yep. Crouchy said, I'm glad that we're helping her. Ow. Did you see the story about Erica Badu? No. Yeah. She's, you know, Gwyneth's special candle. Uh, it smells of her yeah. VJ, yeah. Uh, apparently, Erica Badu is launching something similar. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. It smells uh, of her bumhole. Uh, pretty much. Hang oh. On. Hang on. Hang Gosh. On. I think it's to do with her. Um... Yeah. Um, Erica Badu to sell incense that. Smells like her vagina. Yes. And Why is it that everybody's act? vagina is special and sacred? Let's keep it Listen, that way. If mine smelled like incense, I'd also sell, you know, some because it's it's a secret a potion. Okay. Speaking to Ten Magazine, the 48-year-old singer explained that the product will launch on her online store, Badu World Market, on the 20th of February. The incense is called Badu's P-word. What, what P-word? For, for like a little cat. And created using the musician's own underwear. I took <laughs> lots of pairs of my pennies, cut about them into little pieces and burned them, she said, adding, even the ash is part of it. Here's the thing, Catherine. You and I, we've got some great merch. We've got some pins and we've got vinyl record and we're going to have a poster soon. I'm just wondering, is there something... In... Listen, if we're going to charge £50 pounds a pop, you, yeah. I'm in. Let's do a candle that smells of our genitals. <laughs> Can we do this one that smells of my bum? Yeah. <laughs> Cats. So is, is she claiming that her, her genitals smell of... There is an incense. urban legend that my pee changes men, she told the publication. The men that I fall in love with and fall in love with me change jobs and lives. Elsewhere in the interview, Badu describes herself as a non-conformist, you don't say, <laughs> and explains she's always felt compelled... She should have called it her Badoodoo. <laughs> Shouldn't she? That, I, I didn't mean, think that. I was that would say be that. much better. Sure. Appropriate. Yeah, Maybe, that was totally line. inappropriate. You, you shouldn't say it, Daryl. Leave it to leave but, it to but, us. Okay, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter if we get Let's sacked. Let's be honest. Badoodoo is something quite different. <laughs> yes, yes. Doesn't matter. You've come in. I like your shirt. Thank you. Is that a shirt or a jacket? Would you say uh, it's a jacket, isn't it? Really, I think yeah. it's sort of a jacket. Number. Yeah. It was a very okay. Well, I right. wouldn't do it up. All right. The, all right. It's a very thin jacket. Then it's a summer jacket. It's a summer jacket. Why is he wearing a in, summer jacket uh, in winter? It's a springtime chuck it on. Uh, yeah. Stay out of this, Daryl. Why is he wearing a summer jacket <laughs> in winter? That's a shirt. This is this That's man, a winter shirt. This man marches to the beat his own drum. This Do man dresses up as a pilot and plays flight simulators. Right, exactly. that. <laughs> right. I've barely slept since telling you that. You've got 20 <laughs> seconds... Oh, really? Is that it? ...to apologise. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> tell us what is on your show I tonight. Don't, I don't know if I even want to know. Okay. I'm not sure if I want to be a partake in the world that has vagina candles. You know what you're getting for your birthday. Faye Dixon's here. Uh, she's brilliant. She's really clever. We're going to spend an hour just chit-chatting about the news and stuff. Uh, we'll do that after one. Yay. Talk radio. Talk radio.